The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerbox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I cannot believe we are not only back, but we are with a bartender that we have been hunting down. Yes, it has been a manhunt, okay? She lives in Baltimore, and yet she has eluded us until now. That's right, people. We have one of the bartender Bartenders Guild's very own, Bartender Guild's very own, on with us tonight. Can't wait to introduce her. Can't wait to bring you in to another wonderful episode of the Bartender Rand Podcast. Before I do, let me say a few things. Number one, um, if you're the guy that just fought with me in traffic, go fuck yourself. You're an asshole, and road rage is something you really need to get under control, okay? Um, I personally have all of my emotions in check. I go to, you know, I, I, I go to the Buddha every single week. I do my yoga, okay? I, I mentally sound when I'm in traffic. You, sir, you're not. You need to get your shit together, all right? That being said, it's been a wonderful day. It's a beautiful, sunny 80 day in Baltimore. I've had some wine by the water with my lovely lady. Cannot wait to introduce not only our guests, but the cocktail. But before we do, the one, the only, the man that's wearing the cutest beanie in America right now, black fit pistol fire t-shirt uh, adorned. It is Michael Windsor. How are you today, my friend? I'm good, Steve, but first of all, it's person hunt. Okay, come on. It's oh, 2023, dude. Get your it, shit together, excuse man. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, I, I thought it would be weird <laughs> if I said there was a lady hunt. I think we would have been canceled. Yeah, We've been on quicker. a woman hunt. <laughs> I think we would have been canceled quicker. But um, no, it's a good point by you. And honest to God, um, almost all day I've said to myself in just a, a, a moment of a side, you got to do better. And that's like a personal thing, right? You know, like I feel like I've only been operating at about 60% capacity today. And um, I'm hoping that this pod can resurrect me. I think that this wonderful, wonderful drink and this wonderful lady um, will bring us back. But um, I, I'm just going to get right into it, buddy. What is new? What's going on with you? You're seeing uh, my smiling face again. I'm happy to see yours and I'm happy to be doing the show again. But tell me what I've missed in the last couple of days of your life. Well, my life isn't super interesting, but I did have a few shout outs that are pod okay. related. Okay. First of all, I want to shout out Tammy Boma, who is the wonderful lady who got us in touch with our guest tonight. Okay. Uh, I actually met Big her. Shout. I met her. In, yeah. Met, met her uh, in Albuquerque at Happy Accidents, which uh, Kate, right? Kate was on uh, Drink Masters. That's her bar out Mike there. Mike is asking just, questions to somebody who's nodding back to him on just, a video screen that just, you guys haven't met yet, but it's okay. I'm going to let him continue to validate but it was himself. Just, it was just happenstance. She gave me, I still have the little list of all the names she scrawled down, and Amy was on there when I saw that she was, well, actually, she gave me a bunch of Baltimore people, so thanks, Tammy. We appreciate Can the Can I call you there. Big T, Tammy? Is that okay? Can I call you Big T? She's not here to answer, so. Well, anyway, like then, you, moving, on, moving on. Moving uh, on. So, then uh, I just want to shout out bartenders really quick. So if for any of the dedicated listeners, 
we did a uh, series where we interviewed all the bartenders, B-A-R-D-T-E-N-D-E-R-S, which they're another bartending podcast, uh, but they play D&D and they all play bartenders. And uh, it's a really fun podcast. Check it out if you're into D&D and bartending because they do a great job. But we just got to be on their show and Steve and I got to play D&D characters in their world. So <clears throat> if you want to listen to Steve and I, go roll some dice and uh, try and figure out the rules of D&D. Uh, check that out. It was a lot of fun. And then additionally, sure uh, I don't know if we ever, I don't know if we ever talked directly about it, but our good buddy, Carl Bush, who we've also had on the show, they do the, do you want to start a tab podcast? And Steve and I have both now been on there as well. So if you want to go listen to us, get the screws put to us and, you know, flip the script a little bit, please go check out those other podcasts. Cause we had a lot of fun doing them. That's right. People, if you're not really tuning into what Mike's saying is here, uh, right here. Wow, I am just stumbling out the gates You're here, people. I, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> honest to God. Usually it's Mike who's tongue-tied, but uh, no, if you're not tuning into exactly what Mike is saying, we're just- Yeah, because I didn't explain it if it well enough as well. No, we're saying. just handing out free content, whether it's the bartenders, <laughs> whether it's do you want to start a tab, whether it is even on our own Patreon, um, with the bonus content we're putting out there. Patreon's like, not free content, but go on. The point is we're giving you more. <laughs> we're giving you more, whether it's on demand, whether it's paid by, uh, or whether it's free. Um, we're trying to give you guys more fun stories that you can listen to. So that's a great shout out, Mike. And i um, very excited. Carl is actually coming to town. He's coming to Baltimore for the very first time here in the next couple of weeks. He and I are going to a metal show. We're going to go see Between the Buried and Me. And yes. we're going to rage our faces off and probably uh, get a little bloody down in the mosh pit. So very excited uh, for him to come to town. But listen to uh, that episode of uh, Do You Want to Start a Tab of Mike and I's and, and support them as well, guys. It's it's a, a ton of fun. Um, I want to keep the show moving. I know that we spend a lot of time in our intros uh, doing plugs and telling you guys how you can support the show, how you can be uh, come more involved in this community that we're growing, but I don't want to get bogged down too much here. The big thing is we thank you guys. We love you. You're the reason we do this. And we would not be able to keep the show moving forward without the support of everybody that listens and all of the wonderful people that support us in a deeper way. Please, if you just even have a second subscribe rate and review, give us five stars on whatever platform you're on. That is what is going to keep the show driving up the charts and allow more people to uh to to see it on on their feed and for more bartenders to potentially come on the show yeah we just we just hit 50 five-star reviews on spotify so thank you guys that's awesome it's pretty rad it's very exciting milestone. very really exciting. appreciate that i did say i was going to give out a prize for that but it was a lie so um we'll move on maybe <laughs> maybe at 100 likes we'll do something special for you guys uh no seriously look if you want to get deeper involved in the show listen at the end of the episode in the outro mike and i are going to tell you everything you can possibly do to be more part of this uh, community get involved better get some of our show merch you know whatever it may be um but for right now we're going to keep it moving um as we always say before we get into the show it's very important uh that we discuss the mental health aspect of this business this business is hard it wears on people it's long hours and a lot of times uh, we don't necessarily get the personal care um, that maybe a lot of other industries or uh, get um, just because of the hours or the management or a million other factors. Guys, please, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're uh, self-medicating, if you're struggling mentally, look, reach out to us. We are happy to be just a friend to talk to. You can send us an email. You can DM us. Mike and I are not in any way professional counselors. We're not licensed, but we are uh, 
uh, here to talk to. And we've dealt with a lot of the same things that you might be dealing with in this business. So please reach out to us, um, you know, uh, invest back in yourself because we know how difficult this particular business is. Service industry, uh, any type of tipped industry um, is really, really hard on the mental and it's hard on the body and it's a lot of stress. So Mike always says it's a much more interesting, uh, interesting place. Sorry, Mike, you the said the world Mike. is. You really are struggling. Today, I am, buddy. man. <clears throat> I'm you having. A, I think you. Need, I think you need a drink. I'm, no, I, I. The opposite. I've had a. <laughs> I've had a, a whirlwind of a day to get to this microphone. I don't want to hear about it. We're we're already we're already. The great thing it, about so. the show is our guest is going to be the star. But um, <laughs> no, as Mike always says, the world is a more interesting place with you in it, and um, yep. that sentiment really rings true, even as I am uh, stumbling over my words right now. Um, yep, and remember too. Even if you're not in the service industry and you like the podcast, same thing goes. You you don't have it doesn't matter what job you're working at. If you're struggling with your mental health, take care of yourself. Reach out to somebody. We we always provide some resources at the end of the show uh, for anybody who needs to to look into some of those resources to, as Steve said, reinvest in themselves. So please don't miss that opportunity if you need it. No doubt. At the end of the show, in the outro, Mike always provides some professional resources you can call and access. So if you're struggling, please reach out, um, you know, take care of yourself and keep coming back and having fun with us. But you can't do that if you're not uh, happy and healthy and, and taking care of yourself. So uh, check out those resources at the end of the show and let's have some fun. All right, guys, without further ado, we have an incredible episode for you tonight. We have the Cheeky Monkey. Do I have that right? Cheeky Little Monkey. Cheeky Little Monkey. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> and that... Uh, uh, that unintroduced voice you just heard is Amy Ward, none other. So we have the Cheeky Monkey and Amy Ward. Here we go. Amy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, y'all. It has been, yeah, it has been a pleasure exchanging 427 (laughs) emails with you. Over the last I'm six months. Sorry. No, you're not the no. one to. <clears throat> no. Well, I always felt bad too. <clears throat> Pardon me, because uh, Steve and I are really bad. We commu- we communicate on the same email, the same Instagram accounts. So, like, you'll get hit by me, at, you know, for all these things, and then Steve comes back and, and retraces other steps, and then we're all confused. So, uh, hey, Mike. No, this is Steve. <laughs> Hi, Steve. No, this is Mike. Cool, 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 cool. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. It does feel a little bit like when you're arguing with your, you know, you see an unruly customer arguing with the bartender and he, and he or she goes, I want to, I want to talk to a manager. And that bartender like dips below the bar and then stands right back up again. Hello? How can I help you? What's going on today? Well, How it works well for me because if I ever offend somebody through like the text, you or can emails, blame like, it on me. Just saying, and I was just, it was Steve, you know, get, you know, that guy's, he's got Ooh, some issues. I'm so, so. sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, uh, we really appreciate your patience. And again, I will say the word again your benevolence even uh from the moment that you walked in this door i've i've been flustered i'm not myself i'm not necessarily ready for the pod in in, uh a way like i usually am where my brain is locked in i've had 17 coffees i've had no coffee today all right um i'm I'm struggling to even get to here and as amy walked in the door mike you don't even know this yet As, as amy walked in the door i was bringing in plants and bags of soil she had to step over potting soil to even get into my apartment today. So it's been a weird start to the show, but she's been very kind and very patient. With oh, us. I'm having an awesome time. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> if nothing else, this is like an individual performance 
uh, for just you, you know, <laughs> where where whether or not you give us the uh, dance green, monkey dance. Yes. Green light, <laughs> green light to put this out later. At least you'll get some fun and a good yeah. cocktail story out of this. Right. Hell yeah. Um, no, but uh, we're so excited to have you on the show. You are the health tender. So usually I like to ask our guests, why would you do this? But I'd like to start there. What is the health tender? What does that mean to you? Like, what is that brand? What's the deal with the health tender? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the health tender is a concept I came up with back in 2015. Okay. While I am a hospitality professional, my background is actually in kinesiology. So I have two degrees in exercise physiology. And I thought I was going to go into the world of, I thought I was going to go into the world of like physical therapy, orthopedics and all that stuff uh, when I was in school. Uh, found it to be a very highly conservative kind of environment that did not accept me because, as you said earlier, walked in the door, tattoos, red hair, whatever. Uh, I looked just that way when I was in college. Plus, I was in an emo phase uh, <laughs> and had like metal all throughout my face. And so people like try to people at the college try to take away my twist, my tuition ship, my TA ship, my GA ship, my my fucking tuition, uh, my scholarship. I know words. Words are good uh, because I looked the way that I did. Really? Yeah. And like it's found, fucked up. Yeah, it's, it was really fucked up. And I ultimately found out what an ombudsperson was and that they can't actually do those things to you. But I mm -hmm. immediately got turned off from like because I thought I was going the route of like going into sports medicine. And is I'd, it just a very conservative field? Is it, that just like PE? Honestly, physical education is a male dominated industry. That makes sense. Weird. Don't know if you knew that. Uh, so, <laughs> and when I was in, it was still like a super conservative space. So number one, I'm a very loud woman. I'm a very, I dig that about you out loud and i don't woman. even mean the woodman part i'm just glad that you're a loud person oh, yeah, okay yeah, yeah, as yeah. a person okay. as, as a fellow loud yes. <laughs> okay as a fellow yeah. loud person i need other louds around oh, yeah. me to make me feel like less of a fucking sore thumb in every room yeah, i've yeah, ever yeah, walked yeah. in. i uh also i apologize mike i did say i cackle when i laugh it's my my own brand so mike I snorts when he laughs oh, oh. As, as, again as i said it's obvious from beginning you know our conversation that you haven't listened to the podcast because <laughs> if you did you'd understand that there's no structure and no not a lot of class to what we do so Man, you're gonna you're gonna well there is some bring structure some to it. but it's usually <laughs> an off the rails sort of thing now the good thing is, as Mike just said, she hasn't heard the show, so she has no mm. idea what's coming. She's coming in fresh to all this stuff, so yeah. she might not. She might not have come on if she'd heard the show, honestly. Yeah. So. <laughs> probably, probably. I mean, if like Tammy and Kate gave you a recommendation to talk to me, then it's the right. It's the right space there for you me go. to be there in. So those are my people. So oh, not and also this, this isn't. This is kind of periphery, but I did want to say when you were talking about the conservative view of your, you know, emo phase, your she was. She meant that she has dyed red hair, right? So I just want to make sure that we're not offending the gingers out there. Oh uh, yeah, no. I'm not a real Sorry. ginger. I am. I am a an I, important caveat, Michael. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> thank you, no. thank you. Uh, gingers do have souls. I'm not no, talking no. about them. No, no. I'm talking right. about. I'm sure they do. Let yeah. me rein it in here for a second. I'm I wanna, sorry. I want to get. I want to get back to my original question, which was why the know, fuck am I doing this? And why no, 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 no. I, I, I have no idea why you're doing our show. Sure. I have no idea why you're doing that. But no. Um, I, I, I found it fascinating, the passion specifically for the health side of the business, and obviously it comes from your roots in kinesiology, but how did that um, negative experience with breaking into that field kind of birth this other passion for bartending and the cocktail world along with your health background? I mean, it, it didn't, it, it 
kind of, it was the segue to get back into it. I started when I was 14 in the industry. Mm -hmm. I started as a dishwasher in a crab house in Edgewater, Maryland. And, you know, I've been in and out of the industry since that time. And I won't put a date on it, but it's a lot of years. Um, so I've worked, you know, back of house, front of house, coffee. I've been a Hooters girl, you know, all the little fun things you get to talk about in life. I, I fucking love talking to strangers. So <laughs> it was very easy to go away from that. And still like, I still played sports. I still played, right. you know, I, I have a huge background in sports. So I was like playing roller derby, finished up school, went into bartending full time, started down here uh, when I was actually getting behind the bar. And, and I don't mean to stop you. I want to talk a little bit about your drink, Dan. And I feel like we're getting a little too fast. I can, I can talk and do this. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know, um, I, 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 I love you launching into all the different places you've been. I just, I just found it fascinating off the top, just with, with the health tender being such a brand that you have built. Yeah. That I thought that might be something you wanted to, wanted to share, how that background sure. in the medical field kind of, kind of went, ties into a lot of what we're doing in the bar business, which is, you know, we, uh, tinctures and, mm -hmm. and drinks and the, the ailment, what ails you? We got what, what's going to yeah. make you feel right. You know what I mean? There is some weird, uh, there is some weird almost Eastern Western medicine, uh, meeting point at a bar, right? Where this oh, bartender is going to let your stress fall away. And here's a little bit of alcohol to relax your muscles and you know i mean the, the apothecary was a gathering spot way back in the day if you want to go into the roots of things like i also love bitters which is why i gave you like multiple different types yeah. of amari to to possibly get for today uh like bitters were part of the apothecary they yeah. were used to treat different ailments or whatever was going on bitters were the only thing that were allowed to be served technically during prohibition because they were mm -hmm. seen as a medicinal purpose and not you know not as alcohol so yeah absolutely there's a gathering spot around that um i also have adhds so bad so we're gonna I have fun we're gonna have fun that. tonight no <laughs> um but hell tender started because like i'm i was the dork that was a bartender that was going to the gym in the middle of the night and packing my <laughs> snacks and everybody's looking at me like what the fuck is up with you and i'm like you don't do this like what, yeah what the what do you i don't understand does not compute um, so I decided I've been a member of the Baltimore bartenders guild for a long time. And back in 2015, I gave, like, we have a little educational moment each month and mine was on how to get snacks, like how to have snacks and bring them on bar. And I got like a bunch of shit donated to be able to give out to everybody in the guild. And I talked about doing like basic stretches that wouldn't hurt you because in my brain, it made sense because as a lifelong athlete, this is the shit that you do right. to prepare for. To be on your feet yeah. for eight, nine, 10 hours and, at a time. And yeah. that's exactly what bartending is. It's it's an endurance sport that is like what an ultra marathon runner does. You are on your feet, you're moving around, you're not sitting down, you don't eat, you don't drink, like it's, don't water, you don't drink water. <laughs> you don't drink water, yeah, caveat, important distinction. Like, <laughs> it, it really isn't in so many ways a high performance marathon. It, you know, carry this size, flip this trash can, serve those people on one side of the bar, serve those people on the other side of the bar. And by the way, you got nine to 10 more hours of this and no, you're not eating. Yeah, <laughs> no, also you're not smile, eating. be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while everybody berates you or tells you shit that you shouldn't be hearing or you overhear things that you don't need to hear, like whatever it yeah. is. So like I, I saw that there was this gap and I tried to plug the hole for lack of better terminology um, and, and came up with the, the health center. So I tried to make like really approachable ways in which people could like 
feed themselves. I think that, I think this is amazing. And one one of my passions has always been. I don't I don't know if ever um, in your youth in in college or otherwise you ever did like a beer Olympics, right? That was like a popular thing for a while, right? Where we all get together and we play stupid drinking yep. games. I've always wanted to have bartender Olympics where like, you know, um, how many drinks can you make in 60 seconds? Or can you carry, you know, all these different cocktails with different stem wear uh -huh. and glassware like a, around an obstacle course? I think that kind of thing would be fun. But the truth is there actually just needs to be like a CrossFit like uh training center for bartenders and it's yeah. all about okay what kind of bar do you work at volume okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna put together a training program for doing that for eight nine ten hours yeah, here's how to hold your body here's how to hold yeah. a freaking tray without destroying your your wrist like there's so many things like this is the most reward it can be the most rewarding industry because of who you get to meet what you get to do and the opportunities that are provided to you but it fucking wrecks your it body. can break and you down brain. physically it breaks the motherfucker with the, it breaks the strongest of us so yeah. it's like it's fucking ridiculous and i was really irritated that that's what i did what seemed so normal to me seemed like such a foreign concept to yeah. the people that i was working with and I was also equally shocked that when I started doing these talks and I'm like, here are some stretches you can do. And here's how you can like, Hey, get a blender bottle, put a protein some shake, basic things you can eat yeah, get to a help steady sustain stream energy. Of calories. Right. I used to get made fun of cause I had pocket nuts all the time. I had like almonds in my pocket. <laughs> pocket nuts. Okay. Pocket nuts. <laughs> now, were, they in, were they in a bag or were they just in your pockets? They were in my apron pocket because yeah, I you needed could. But like, were they in a bag in your apron, apron pocket or were they just in the pocket, apron pocket? Pocket nuts. Yeah. Okay. She, yeah. she answered me first I, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna say you could call them something else but the fact that they're straight in the apron I mean there is no other term <laughs> applicable or appropriate yeah. other than pocket nuts what pocket, nuts. pocket nuts man like what, I am what, trying to eat I'm trying to have calories I'm yeah. fucking I'm the what what are, what are the best nuts what are the best nuts for pocket nuts almonds really almonds, I would think yeah. a cashew uh, a cashew. Yeah. Is that really how you say it? Or are you just trying to piss me off? <laughs> a cashew? Yeah, but I was hoping he wouldn't pick There's up on that. There's an ice cream shop <laughs> I was on hoping Howard he wouldn't pick Street up on that. called Cashew. So yeah. I was wondering if that's No, I literally did that just to piss him off. But he was too quick. He's too quick <laughs> so, right now. You pretentious asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's paying attention, which is... That was a it's not um, fair i can't i can't right. stop steve <laughs> let's let's bring this back down no the reason i wanted to start it there uh start there in particular is i found that to be a really valiant effort and something that um you know we talk a lot about on the show the roadmap to the bar business if you've never been in it or some commonalities things that we're all struggling with as veterans of this business mm -hmm. but one that we haven't talked about enough is are you caring for yourself physically? How on a daily basis can you do that? And so I think that that is a incredibly important conversation we need to have more. You know, we just got out of uh, Mental Health Awareness Month in May. Mm -hmm. we, we had some people on specifically focused about that. Everything from money management to chow, which is obviously mm -hmm. uh, focused almost strictly on the service industry, mental health awareness, and and kind of improving environments. But one of the things that each bartender can do for free is basic, uh, basic self care. So I love that that's something you're passionate about, and that's why I wanted to start there. But um, uh, not to get any cheesier. Thank you. Oh, All thank right? you. I, uh, I, I am. I'm always blown away by how grateful people are for the basic 
like one oh ones or whatever kind of things that we're talking about are just holding space for them because they've desperately wanted this for so long. Even like the OGs yeah. that are that have been in the career bartenders that are in their fifties. They, they're not gonna admit it. Like but their trick knee wants some their yeah. trick knee wants. <laughs> okay. Let me tell some, you. some of them are very open about like thank you. We've needed this. I wish I had this, but they're already very fully, <laughs> fully into the the space. Like, yeah, it's nobody has shied away from the discussion, especially when you're not shaming people. Like you're never shaming people for what we do. I think this industry is so fucking beautiful and it takes a very unique human to be able to work in it because like we want to provide a service. Yeah. Right. And an experience. Yeah. yeah. And people who, don't respect hospitality folks or service industry people like don't have it in them to ever kind of create that third space for people that we do. And so giving back to them is like the easiest thing to think about. So, um, you know, the, the physical health thing is where I started because that's, that's my bread and butter. And then it kind of evolved into mental health and other safety and equity things. So like I am a, three or four headed monster now because I have, <laughs> no I doubt. run the health tender and now I run herd, which is mm-hmm. if you want to talk mental health yeah. and I'm the executive director for safe bars because like we don't need harassment and aggression in our spaces either. And it seems from the outside perspective, a lot of people are like, how the fuck are you doing all that? And I was like, it all ties together. Like yeah. these are mm-hmm. just yeah. providing resources to people. So they, you know, and, and you know, for as much as I can possible, like at least for most of the things that I run, everything I do is free. Like yeah. I don't charge people for for resources because I think it's bullshit because we also don't get equitable pay. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. So and and your pat your passion is palpable for it. Oh, so yeah. I know we're gonna, gonna get, get into and more animated. I know we're gonna get into a lot more facets of this multi headed monster mm-hmm. here. Yeah. But um, well, and, and additionally, and Steve, I don't mean to cut you off, and also Amy, I don't mean to jump the gun, but we we did talk about having you on for just a little bonus episode where we can do a really a deep dive into these you read different my mind. groups. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah and so I, and we'd love to do that. So if yeah. if I don't fuck the audio up and uh, <laughs> if I don't if I don't take a month to release it, then hopefully the week that we release your episode, we'll also do a little deep dive into these other organizations that you're a part of. Yeah, and we're awesome. excited excited to do that as well. And so that's a good place for us to start. Now, usually, like I said, I always ask our guests, "Why would you do this show?" I'm going to allow that to be a bit of a mystery because I'd like to get right into the cocktail. I think it's going to kind of bleed out on the show, not only her passion, but why. She has finally, after months and months and months, come on. I think it's because um, she likes a challenge. I'm going to guess you're a bit competitive. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit, right? Which is why usually I threaten people with the gauntlet, but I feel like it's a threat that's going to be turned right back on me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's talk about this cocktail, okay? Okay. The Cheeky Little Monkey, which is a great name. I obviously, uh, I think the guests are going to understand pretty quickly why you picked that name, but tell them a little bit about this cocktail, why it's special to you, some of the ingredients and, and, and others. Yeah. So cheeky little monkey is, uh, it's called cheeky little monkey because it's a fun little sassy drink. And it also has a banana liqueur, which I love. Uh, I am a banana in my other life. So that's why bananas (laughs) and literally everything. Um, so this drink is really special to me because it is the drink that got me to win rise up our Baltimore bartenders guild annual charity cocktail competition. Um, Ooh, hello. Uh, got me it. It's how I won the competition in 2016. Um, I have always been known for my love of bitters. So in addition to like being the health tender, if you go onto my normal Instagram and you want to see a bunch of weird cat photos, I am the, <laughs> the bitters queen. Um, and 
so I got to rise up is about RYE rye. So it's like got to have a really spicy rye and then played with some banana liqueur and some really fun Amaro that um, we're using Maletti today, but I originally had used Amaro Locano because it tastes like basically uh, lady fingers or biscotti, like in a liquid form, which I oh, really man, love. I should have gotten like a, I should have gotten like almost like maybe something more amaretto-y. Than, oh, no, you no, no, know, no. This is, this is fine. Is so this Mal- going to work for yeah, us today? Maletti's actually great because um, it's more orangey, but it's it's kind of perfect for, for what we're trying to accomplish today. Um, but anyways, I I love rye. I'm a beer and a shot person all the way. I am also an Amaro person all the way. And uh, anything that I can put banana into, I will absolutely do so. So for my cocktail when i did it for rise up i made my own banana cordial and that's really? because it was before mm. gift, uh tempest fugits gift, uh creme de banana banane jesus christ i can't talk to you either so uh before this came into existence because this has only been out for a couple of years so this- when when you made that for competition was that just like a simple like uh day by day infusion you're just dropping the bananas in there or how did, how did you put that together got like you cook ten, it down 10 bunches of totally brown bananas, mash them with some uh, bourbon vanilla bean paste and did a split base of vodka and bourbon wow. as the, wow. the alcohol for it. Um, and it was fucking delightful. And <laughs> <laughs> with that, I also um, flambéed a fuck ton of bananas for one for every single, Cocktail? every single drink that, Good that got God. made. But it worked Good out quite God. well. Well, yeah, for competition, it's yeah. it's great the the showmanship that yeah. you're you're putting into that. Also, um, fire I have is to fucking s- awesome. So yeah, and we're gonna get to question <laughs> uh, uh, number seven: fights, arrests, and fires. Um, <laughs> oh, geez, you know, I'm right. a big pyro, and so that one is near yeah. and dear to my heart. But um, I'm gonna out myself on a lot of shit. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> fi- fire is awesome, but I can understand why you don't want to flambe <laughs> right here at at my kitchen table while we're trying to. When I've asked you to make these cocktails with hands? no space, she's got a microphone in front of her, and this girl is just absolutely just making it happen. As she sat down, I said to myself, this is the most low-maintenance person I may have ever met, and this is what we needed today. Yeah, you know what? I People find me to be scary as shit on a regular basis, and that's totally fine, but I am like, <laughs> I am a generally very benevolent person. Yeah. I am a caretaker, which is why I do what I do within the hospitality industry. Well, it makes sense. You Even even though you might come off as intense, which I feel like I do as well, But I, like, I'm a bleeding heart for service, oh, right? Like, I just get off on serving, and I can tell that uh, when you say you're a caretaker, you've used that word a couple times now, not even just in the last couple minutes, um, it makes sense why the health tender was born, why yeah. herd was born. These, these are, um, th- these are born out of a passion for helping others, um, better their situation. I think that's really, really special. Um, yeah. And just a, a quick note while you're putting that together, if you do get, you know, feel, if you do get to feeling froggy and you want to listen to any of our episodes, I recommend episode 35 with Trey Fincher because he does a banana wash, uh, bourbon for a pina colada. Cause he's, uh, the drink director yeah, of distillery. Incredible. He loves pina coladas, but he had to do something with whiskey. And we actually have a bottle of that banana fat washed, uh, bourbon. Oh, so. damn. Does he also like getting 
caught in the rain. <laughs> yeah, he does. Actually, one of, one of his songs for the playlist was the Pina Colada song. It, it's so funny because this is a guy that is like quintessential Southern distillery, big beard. Mm-hmm. But he is also the guy that wears like Hawaiian shirts at an inappropriate time of the year to wear a Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> which I love. Let me just say it is appropriate anytime Trey wants to wear a Hawaiian shirt, but it's just mm-hmm. not, not what you expect. Um, I'm very excited to taste this drink. Before we do, can you just give people the breakdown of the measurements of how you're parting this drink? Because I don't think we... Yes. So let's do that in the in the real capacity. So we have lived a little bit for this, but um, I like a super, super spicy rye for this. So right. go for one ounce of a spicy rye. I'd given the example of Rittenhouse 100... Uh, you know, it's 100 proof anyways, it's bonded. Or Pikesville, um, which is uh, a near yes. and dear to my heart. You suggested yeah. P- that P- for sure. Pikesville white label would have been in this, you know... I give Bernie Lubber shit about that every single time that I see him. Um, you know, when Mike when Mike first moved to Baltimore, we lived together. You could get a liter, plastic liter of Pikesville $9. White Label for like like ten, twelve dollars. Yeah. I it's still. I'm kicking myself for not buying like a case of that shit and sitting on it because yeah. they they <laughs> realized have it. it would have been gone. Fuck right? you. That's why I'm kicking myself <laughs> because they realized what they had and then now it's a sixty dollar bottle of pipe. I know. Um, and it's the, same, it's the same exact juice. It's one ten. They just decided they could make up way more money, and it was literally the and state of Maryland right. and the city of Baltimore that bought all the fucking white label. And I knew about it. I found out about it. Like two months before it happened so i try to buy as much as i could but i also fucking love that juice and i could oh, stop so good, man. yeah exactly yeah it's gonna be gone yeah it's gonna be gone um so one ounce of a very <laughs> spicy rye um and then we're looking at one ounce of your banana liqueur again tempest fugit creme de banane is is fucking am- amazing um I go with one ounce of Amaro Lucano. In this case, we did Maletti Amaro, which is a little bit more orangey, but so I toned that down a touch. And then a bar spoon of balsamic vinegar. We can, yeah. <laughs> um, and two dashes of like chocomole bitters. So, and I usually am a very straight, narrow kind of drink person. So I know that's five ingredients and most of my bar team my bar kids from back in the day would like be giving me all the shit in the world for putting so much crap in there uh no, i need to find your email where you're like or not bows and whiskey's like fine too yeah <laughs> I, was like, I was like if you just want to do beer in a shot that's honestly what i do don't don't get me wrong some of me uh is having moments of regret where i just do kind of wish we were slugging cans yeah. and ripping shots right now because of again we could have jazzed it up. It could have been spaghetti. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. Or, I was thinking about buying a bunch of Peroni for this occasion. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just not on my game today. And and you're doing great. Sweetie. Thank you, thank you. It's not you, Amy. I'm not saying this because I'm self conscious. I'm saying this because I'm legitimately not. And usually, I'm driving the bus 100 miles an hour. Yeah, he, he's definitely slacking. Don't, we got don't a wonky tire you. right now, and it, and and it's me. But um, the point is. I feel like we had a lot of Boilermakers on recently, sure. you know, mm-hmm. beer and a shot. And I, I still I, fucking love making cocktails. Trust me. I like, know you I, do. I know you do. And when you said you won a cocktail competition with this. Or yeah, it's an award-winning drink. Oh, yeah. I was it is, like, it why is not? This is, yeah. this is a drink we have to have on. It was also so cool when I got into the cocktail history, which we will talk about here in a second. Let's raise a glass. If you're out there and you've mixed yours up, as we always say, don't just listen along. Drink along. Eight. Cheers. Tink. And then before, after you take that drink there, Amy, if you could move that microphone just because I know you're turning to talk to Steve a little bit. I'm if you could just so move sorry. that. You're fine. No, 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 you're good. No, no, you're fine. You're I just want to make sure that people can hear you nice and clear. 
And it's more me. I'm going to turn and face Amy directly so she doesn't have to do as much turning. We, we do need to come up with a comfort your setup. That's right, people. If you support us, we will buy a brand new studio and uh, with couches <laughs> and chairs. If you care about the hospitality cool. industry, you'll sponsor <laughs> yeah, this podcast and give them money uh, and equipment. No, no, no. All we want is support. Bring <laughs> us no, no, to your she's town. right. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> bring us to your town list. Give the tears. Bring the tears on, yo. Give um, the money. <laughs> so I cannot wait to tell the audience. Oh, damn. I was hoping Mike was going to be here for this. Now he's walked up uh, away and gone to get water. It's okay. You got to hydrate. It's okay. Hydrate or dihydrate. (laughs) I cannot wait to tell the audience about our cocktail history, mostly because it will be the shortest cocktail history in the history of this show. Um, And that will make everybody very happy because we get to move on into the gauntlet, which is the most important part of the episode. I do love to make this section kind of my own, as you guys know, and on cocktail histories past, I've gone a little bit crazy, but what I want to talk today is about Tempest Fugit. Okay. The spirit that we are actually using the banana liqueur um, that is actually famously named in honor of the Latin word Tempest Fugit. It is a Latin phrase, okay? And it literally means, it's translated into English, time flies. The expression was first ever recorded in Virgil's Georgics, which is a grouping of poems all about the waning moments of life and and making sure you're making the most of your time and, and um, a lot of those poems, uh, poems are about revelry, okay, are about not, not, not necessarily partying, but having a consciousness in enjoying the best parts of life. Look at that. Mike has his revelry tattoo out. And um, I, I thought it was a really interesting cocktail, not only for the day that I'm having right now, not only for the bartender we've been trying to get on for six months, not only for my friend and I who are 19 hours apart trying to do a podcast together. Um, it is in so many senses a proverb for how we should proceed from here with this podcast, with our day, with any of you out there that are listening and drinking along with us. Time is a wasting and we need to make the best use of it. So let's raise a glass in the air to Tempest Fugit, this beautiful banana liqueur, which is delicious, and this little cheeky monkey. (laughs) Steve, that was beautiful, babe. Almost brought a tear to my eye. Thanks. I love the banana. (laughs) I really do. I, I, you know, it's nice also, um, we do make a, um, a banana, kind of cream mm-hmm. liqueur drink at work that, you know, it's like a chocolate banana type yeah, yeah. of deal. This is nice. The dirty banana, which is got its roots in Maryland. I'm right. pretty sure. Right. City. Right. Bad monkey down bad at the beach. Bad. Always just, has a great dirty banana, but you know, bad luck, uh, uh, Finn city, bad mm-hmm. luck, banana Porter, which was that chocolate banana yep. Porter was so popular here from Maryland. You're right. There are so many great chocolate banana drinks. I think the thing that I like most about this is it has that rich banana liqueur flavor, without the density of the chocolate or the cream, mm-hmm. which is a great in its own right. But this drink allows it to be a little bit lighter. Um, it truly drinks more like a uh, old fashioned. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Consistency yeah. wise with the thinness of that. And, and the Amaro being that, you know, that uh, the bitters, 
adding the complexity to it, which is it's great. It's the carpet that ties the room together. Yeah, it's, it's, one, it's it, the banana quality yeah. you're saying. Yeah, it's really, really, really <laughs> nice um, how it kind of brings, uh, brings it together with that sweetness. And banana is like the perfect flavor, right? I think there's a lot of flavors that you could bring the sweetness around with, but that one is so subtle, right? Yeah, it's balsamic almost... and banana also go together really, really well. Like they really? play each other up. Like you, you would think that putting vinegar into the cocktail is like, fuck, I'm going to drink vinegar. That's a total turnoff. It actually amplifies everything about the banana. Mm. So it makes it slight bit sweeter. Distinguishes but also... it, mm -hmm. right? Distinguishes but then you get like sweetness. the brightness coming from the, from the vinegar to actually make it so you don't just have a sweet bomb in your face, which is nice. Well, I love that. And I'm yeah. glad that I rushed to get the balsamic at the very end there. I'm sorry I wasn't more prepared for you on the front end. I'm surprised you didn't have balsamic in your house already. It's right here. I just forgot. Oh, to get I thought of... you meant you rushed. Oh, okay. No, my, I forgot to get it out of the cabinet. I, I actually just uh, had a, a big uh, cooking fest over here with a bunch of friends, and I bought way too many bottles of this um, for a recipe I was making. But Steve's a good, Steve's a good chef. That's why no, I brought you. it up. Very so. kind. That's very kind. Um, <laughs> I would love for you to tell me I'm a good podcaster, but that might not come. One, one day, babe. One day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Amy. Yes. Let's get into the drinking. This is a service industry LinkedIn. This is where, you know, like people on LinkedIn flexing about their career, you get to flex a little bit about your time in the service business. Yeah. So three questions. First, how'd you ever first get into the bar business? I know you told us about the Crab House in Edgewater. I want to hear more about that. Number two, what positions have you held? And number three, where are you now? So first, what was the first ever foray into just the restaurant world? Restaurant world was the, the Crab House. I mean, I... I I've been working since I was 10 years old and that was like as a babysitter and a paper girl. Yeah. Uh, but my first like paid and legally on the books job was 14 summertime crab house. Can you it, share the name? Cause I'm yeah. dying as a man. Heyman's crab here. house in Edgewater. All right. Heyman shout out. Yeah. <laughs> still uh, in business. No, no definitely not. <laughs> yeah, they were hiring 10 year olds. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. So that is where a 14 year old goes to, to get their first, uh, industry job in Edgewater, Maryland, I guess is to yeah. go be a dishwasher at a crab house, which is the most foul smelling and disgusting thing you could possibly do. Um, so shout out to every back of house person, every, every dishwasher, every bar back, every, everything. I love you so much. What you do is disgusting. And I can't, can't thank you enough for your service. It's so funny because I I've also worked in a couple crab houses and it's crazy. They always talk about inventing a better mousetrap. Just, just, if you want to, you want a better mousetrap, just use crab, old dirty crab shells yeah. and crab trash because they that go, will be, they flock right to that it. is every mouse and rat on the face of planet earth. Uh, and you can just pop them off with a BB gun. Yeah, I was going to say, that's just bait. That's not a trap. Yeah, you're missing the trap element there. Well, you got to have a little gaming aspect to it, right? There We're it both, uh, you're a competitive person You've as got well, to be sporting. So. You've got to be sporting, mate. Um, so, so. Were you only a dishwasher there? And, and the only reason I ask that is because the place strikes me as the type of restaurant that hires you as a dishwasher until one day somebody quits and doesn't come in. And now Amy's a server. <laughs> yeah, that normally would be it, but you can't be a server until you're 18 oh, in, okay. in the state of Maryland. So I was still held and subjected to those rules, uh, especially because there was alcohol. Yeah. So, um, so just a dishwasher there. And I did a little bit... That was kind of it for a few years. And then I went to Starbucks and was there for about six years. Wow. 
from um, Amon's to Starbucks. What yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> well, I went, I went to like retail jobs oh, in okay. between. So restaurant wise, a, as you, as you might suspect, uh, or well, as will not be shocking to you, I worked at a GNC. Oh, I thought you were going to say hot topic. <laughs> no, no, no hot topic. Shockingly, no hot topic. Uh, that was good. That was good. That was low hanging fruit, but it was so good. <laughs> understand um, hey listen i exclusively shopped there for a while okay, i bought a bunch of i bought a lot of acdc t-shirts okay? it it's not a phase i mean how do you think i get all the jewelry for my face oh, um, so i i was i went from the initial thing of of the crab house to being a mall rat and i worked at a bunch of places in the mall um so we had gnc and um up against the wall rave sunglass hut wow yeah did that for a little bit dude the we mall. need to do a separate pod where you're just oh, yeah. like mall just, rat killer ooh, ooh. <laughs> come on here tell us all the dirty deeds mall rats the movie is uh is so do you sweat point. when the pre when the when the title sequence comes <laughs> on you're like ah oh god here we oh, go oh, the ptsd uh, and then uh, I found my way back in by by going into the coffee world. So Starbucks. I was doing Starbucks, which is also we've talked about on the show. It's such an underrated job for people that become bartenders oh, because shit. you're just working with liquid all day, glassware. You know so what many it's drinks. like to deal with like infants on a Friday night Ugh. in the service well. And you have like 60 tickets in front of you and you're just like, fuck my life. Um, that's five o'clock in the morning at, <laughs> at Starbucks, and they're still fucking infants, galvanized, just, like to it. uncaffeinated. Yeah. Whereas the other ones are just. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, they have another coffee. They yet, have so another like, coffee. Yet, so this is a off. question I've never asked on the show. Do you ever have a moment where you are doing service bar and you are sixty tickets deep, and you just have like a like almost like a wry smile to yourself? At least it's not five in the morning at yeah, Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, my brain my brain operates with like a couple marching bands working inside of there <laughs> on a regular basis. So welcome to the neuro spicy land service. <laughs> like that place was my happy place as is like service. Well, mm. because it's like the confluence of everything happening at the same time. And it's like an orchestra then finally takes over. Okay. Rhythm. There's like, no, you're right. There's a rhythmic quality to it, especially oh, yeah. when you start getting going and you're, you're, in the weeds, but you're executing at oh, a high yeah. level. Again, I, I think when I said a minute ago, I almost pushed you where I was like, um, <laughs> I want to know why you came on the show, but I think it's going to come out because you're competitive. Uh. <laughs> I, I think like this might be one of the first signs. Like there is something that I get off on as a high energy oh, yeah. ADAD, ADHD person when I am like, I have so many drinks to make, but I am executing. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, I'm like pulling bottles and Fucking I'm spinning around. Fire. and like. Every yeah. scoop of ice I make is perfect. Uh -huh. I grab this, I grab that. Oh, I thought in my head, I feel like a beautiful mind. You oh, know what I mean? It, it, it is. <laughs> and what we're describing right now, if you want to go back to the athletic portion of it, is it's flow. So yeah. like there's mm -hmm. athletic flow where people get into performance where they're like running their best run. They're like, mm. you know, playing their best football game. You can feel game. it. Yes. You it's like where it. everything in terms of like your circadian rhythms, your biological clock, every physical system every system that you have like operates at peak performance that is like something that i feel like spicy people can get a little bit easier into especially <laughs> when they're people. put under all the pressure of i've debated this 
because when you say spicy people, what I think you mean is people that inflict their spice on others, right? Sorry, like the, neuro spicy people, ADHD, because it'll just like right, tongue tied. Right, right. Like we can't again. help ourselves, right? Yeah, like yeah. We, 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 we're constantly projecting everything we are out because oh, we can't yeah. live up here. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a flow, a stream of consciousness, right? But the, the interesting thing is every now and then comes along that cerebral bar bartender who doesn't talk. But when you watch him, you're like, oh, my God, he's Look like he's like a robot of efficiency. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> How is he doing it? Wow. How does he do it? Yeah. It's an, yeah. So, um, all right. I don't want to bog this down. So question number two, tell me all the positions you've held in the business. Just just throw them out one after another. Give me all the service industry jobs you've had. Sure. Uh, dishwasher, barista, server, AGM, GM, bar director, beverage director, bartender. Uh, that might be it actually. That's solid. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> I was sad that there wasn't a valet in there. I would love to see you drive a car. Oh, no, oh, no. It's good. Yeah. You strike me as somebody that can parallel park. Oh, I can. <laughs> You bet your goddamn With the ass. best of them. Yeah. I, and I mean I, that I as a compliment. Because no, there was zero hyperbole or facetiousness in my voice. I'm being dead serious. Oh, so I can tell you're being serious. It still sounds funny, though. She can parallel park this the fuck out of a car. Park with, like, you know no what? Space. You know what? I bet you can parallel park a U-Haul truck. I can and I have. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Saw it in rise. Thanks for highlighting second... things I never knew were really important. Saw it in rise. <laughs> the second she walked through the door. Um, uh, all right. Question number three, and probably the most important question in this category. Where are you now? Uh, I don't know. Time is a construct. <laughs> Uh, uh, the earth is flat. I don't know. You have no um, idea how happy you made Mike yeah. with that answer. You have no idea. Mike is, listen, this is going to sound weird. Mike's going to go jerk off to that answer later. Just because. God, come on, no, dude. No, here's, here's I, told, I, told, I told you there's not a lot of class on this yeah. podcast. Listen, two podcasts ago, we brought up the idea of uh, cancel culture. And Mike, it got to a point where he was like, he, he was trying to like work his way uh, through the idea of what we were talking about. I'm not giving a lot of nuance or context to this, but he got yeah, to a point where he, <laughs> he got to a point where he was like, I fucking hate everyone. I fucking hate everyone. <laughs> Sorry, well, I was also I was also pretty drunk on Fireball. I was trying to explain a delicate situation and I realized I didn't have it in there's me. So no I just delicacy said, in the Fireball. point is the fact that you say <laughs> no, time not. is a construct, I've never heard a human being say that more than that guy <laughs> staring you right there in the face. So that's that's that meant a lot to me right there. Um no, but uh where do you bartend where people can see you? Uh, I I have the, as you all have experienced, the worst schedule in the entire world because what I do between health tender, health tender safe bars and herd has me traveling all over health creation. You like to do a lot of things. Yeah. I love doing a lot of things. I also love being home because I fucking love Baltimore and I love my cats, which I can tell you all about later if you want to. Names? Um, Noferatu, <laughs> a.k.a. Toots. Okay. And Alexander Ovechkin, aka Ovi. Okay. Mike, tell him your cat's name. Oh, my cat is actually from Baltimore. So Steve lived with her, but her name's Priscilla the Hun. <gasps> oh, I love it. See what I'm saying? Kindred uh, spirits. She's, she's out here in Kansas too. now, but she she came from the streets. So. Oh, 
I, I love my my boys would never survive on the streets. One of them survived for about eight hours on the street, and he did not like that at all. They're no. they're uh, they're nudie boys. They're they're sphinx cats. Whoa! Hence, hence the puns, because uh, I am a bad dad joke. <laughs> oh, no, no for Rod, Rod too. Oh yeah. my god! I get it now. I get it now. <laughs> That's yep. good. I like that. That, that is yep. good. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, Southpaw. So like when when I am here and when I can fill in, I work at Southpaw. Yes. And for the Baltimore, for the Baltimore OGs, that name should be commonplace oh, in your fucking yeah. Rolodex. And if it's not, you have fucked up. Stop I don't know what living else to under tell a you. rock. Um, <laughs> if you if you live out in the county and you're scared of the city, it's worth a trip down. But you know, be 100%. brave, people. Yeah. Um, and I say that in jest. Uh, Southpaw is awesome, and yeah. it's one of my favorite bars. And I am sad because. Upon seeing you walk through my door, and I waited to tell you this now, you've served me. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I've recognized you <laughs> from Southpaw. <laughs> okay. And I didn't know it was you. That tracks. And this is very exciting. because yeah, It's, it's now, so next far time, and few between. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, oh it's not gosh. like you knew who I was. It's not like this podcast is known more than, like, the people that are listening right now. But, uh, um. I'm very excited to like come and see you there because that is like one of the that's one of the bars that doesn't get talked about enough. No, I mean it's it's I mean it opened in at the end of the pandemic. So it's, you know, Doug Atwell runs the bar but and he's a fucking awesome dude and got, you know, dealt the shit hand like anybody else that opened up a bar in the middle of fucking COVID. Um, but it's it is a cocktail dive. It's like it so is good. a no frills, no nothing, like we keep shit classy so but also classy like just, air just, quotes. yeah yeah just just chill like it's if it means anything to you okay and this is one of the reasons i wanted to really end on this this particular question of the drinking in a resounding way um carl one of our former guests who Bush. runs uh the you know the do you want to start a tab podcast mm -hmm. who's coming to town to this metal show Iowa's best mixologist. He asked me, I need a list of where we're going to go because he was like sending me bars like mm -hmm. that he looked up online or that somebody recommended to him. I was like, we are not going there. <laughs> we don't want that not, We <laughs> are not going there. One of them was like Tagliata. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, like, we're, we're not. Like, we can. How like, about we, just go to Dirt Church and call it a fucking day? Like, we like, fucking <laughs> can. Like, if you want, but like, yeah. But, um, uh, no, it was so funny because uh, I sent him a list and uh, one of the top ones on the list was Southpaw. And he was like, I didn't even see this one. <laughs> I looked it up and I was like, don't worry. That's... You're, you'll like it. It's sweet. You'll the like good it. ones fly <laughs> under the radar. Um, well, that's awesome. And, I, and, and guys, if you're in Baltimore, please support Amy and uh, support what she's doing with the health tender and with Herd and uh, with the Bartenders Guild. And, um, you know, Southpaw, please throw more than a bone. Throw them a few because yeah. that is, that bar, chef's kiss. Just love that place. But, um, all right. Gauntlet time? It is gauntlet time. I'm glad you said it because I don't want to have to say it to you just because, again, I feel like I'm going to lob a hand grenade at you and <laughs> you're going to, like, bite it, rip off the top, and throw it back at me. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, worried of how this is going to go. Oh, that's um, going to be great. Don't worry. No. It is time for the gauntlet. Are you ready? I think so. Fantastic. Michael, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Audience, are you ready? Here is the banana-soaked gauntlet. All right, question number one, Amy. Pet peeves and misconceptions. Now, 
these can be your pet peeves about the service industry, about coworkers, about customers, or they can be misconceptions that people might have about the service industry. Uh, all right. Pet peeves are guests that won't just tell you what the fuck they want. Mm. What do you like to make? What's good here? It's like, why, if you want a fucking vodka soda, just tell me you want a vodka soda and let me make you the best fucking vodka soda you've ever had in your entire life. Like, I feel like you're rooting around in my brain just to put me on display. And I don't really like that. Just tell me what you like to drink. Yeah. I will make it for you. Yeah. Do you, um, do you ever feel the challenge to make the simplest drink the best way they've ever had it? I mean, you just said it with the vodka soda. It's like, I'm going to make you the best fucking vodka soda you've ever had. You go get like a fucking, in, in you get a champagne the, flute. You know, in like, terms of the competitive asshole that You cut I am. the lime in front of them. No. You know, you make a pigeon out of the lime or some shit no, like that. No, I'll, I'll be extra nice to them because it takes me two seconds to yeah. execute that drink and it gives me all my time back. Yeah, well, that's that's nice. That is a gift from the Lord. Yeah, you know, one of them at um, my hashtag blessed. Yeah, one of them, my <laughs> current bar, in the sense of blessed, is we work at a beer house, so it's a lot. Mm -hmm. We have two hundred fifty beers, bottles, cans, drafts. So yeah, 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 one of the small joys is when either one customer or multiple customers at a table order two beers that are right next to each other on the tap line. Good cheese. Are Score! you out of your mind, woman? I'm just kidding. guys. <laughs> She's that, beautiful. She is beautiful. She's the most beautiful. Guys, that was the lady. If you heard that little crash and burn, <laughs> um, that was the lady. This is her first time on the show, and it's her <laughs> dropping a million dishes into the sink. <laughs> Fifty-seven episodes, and here, <laughs> not one time, not one time, do you make it on the show? Competitive uh, dishwashing. Yes. <laughs> There it is. You got it. Do you want to get in there? No, you no, got no, yourself no. winners. Stay, stay. You graduated from that, okay? All right. All right. Are we good? She didn't mean it, guys. She didn't mean it. Are you good? Is everything okay? She's perfect and All very right. cute, right. BT Dubs. She is. She is wonderful. She's the best. She's the best. I, I, I got to be honest with you. It has been 57 episodes, and this is the first time she's even made a sound on the show. Have you discussed this beforehand? The Invited? lady? Yeah. Yeah, we've discussed the lady. Okay. I yeah. mean, have you? Uh, does she want to be on the show? Well, it's kind of fun. It's nope, like that's a hard it's, no. It's like an a a not. No. It's like a secret. She's done with your shit. Yeah, that's well, it's kind of like Batman. Batman. <laughs> it's like a secret identity. Uh, you know what I, mean? I like. To, I like to think that a lot of the listeners believe that Steve doesn't actually have a girlfriend. I like and to he's just too. making it up. And we're both talking about a figment of our imagination <laughs> Correct, right now. Right. I actually. <laughs> well, I mean, the cover's blown now. Yeah, guys, <laughs> I, Lars and the real girl. Guys, I'm just gonna come out with it. Amy's being real nice. My sex robot just uh, spilled a oh lot my of. God. <laughs> Jeez. No, 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 because the lady's not. Oh, I love Wait, you so much. What did she say? Because I couldn't hear it. Neither could the Can listeners. You call she... it a sex robot if you're not going to get laid tonight. <laughs> oh, it's gold. I wasn't oh, calling gold. you a sex robot. I was calling the idea <laughs> of maybe I don't have an actual. Real you can't just shut up. Just, just stop. Damn just stop talking and apologize. Right. Go rubber feet later. Yeah, that okay. was good. That was good. I wish I could high five her right oh, now. All the time. I. This is why I'm scared of her. Okay, because every time I try to make a a, a verbal or emotional advance, she's got like 17 bars. 
flying back at me. It's ridiculous. She's perfect. I feel she's like quick. that's appropriate. She's for quick. The- and she's hammered right now. She should not be that quick when she's that. <laughs> all right. Can we get back to the show? Okay. Pet peeves and misconceptions. She's great. I like her. We're going to be friends. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Which is the, the, the quick and sudden demise of me. Okay. Um, let's get back. Let's get back into pet peeves and misconceptions. All right. So it was important what you said there, where it's like, why won't you just like let me make you a drink you like? Be descriptive, which we've had a lot of times. Um, what our what our guests complain about is that they're overly descriptive, right? I want something sweet, but not too sour. But I want something kind of like tart, but not like. Well, that, too that was going to be my that was going to be my question: is the, does this pet peeve you know translate also to when people describe the type of flavor or type of drink that they want, but they don't give you an actual drink to make? I'm, I'm super into that. Like sometimes I'll just ask, like, tell me how you're feeling right now. Tell yeah. me, tell me a feeling. Tell What's me an emotion. What's your sign, baby? Yeah. What's your sign? <laughs> tell me a fucking color. I'll make it that. Like, don't give me nothing. I, I like more information than not because I can process all that shit really, really fast. This is actually a perfect transition back to my original comment before the dishes were dropped, which was... <laughs> When a customer at a table, because we have so many beers, says, oh, yeah. you know, able to like flick both tabs always, on at the same time. There was always one guy that studied the menu before he got here and he came for a specific beer and he's like, I'm getting this very specific German draft. Mm-hmm. Right. And then his friend at the table will be like, I don't know what I want, but you recommend something. What do you like the best? Guess what I like the best? The beer next to the beer that your yeah. friend just ordered. That's, that's, that's what I like, I like the easier. best. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite one. And I see, will- I'm, I'm guilty of being this person that you guys don't like because it depends because like if I go, when I've gone to DOS, you know, there it's, it's an overwhelming menu. There's so many and I might give a descriptor, but I don't, I have no idea. And I'm not going to sit there and Google every single drink, you know, every single beer. So I, I, I sometimes like a little direction. And this is why I do think as we continue to give a roadmap to this business, one of the greatest qualities of a bartender, you cannot allow the customer to dictate the experience. You have to manage the experience. And what I mean by that is, I'm not saying you need to be authoritative authoritative or rude in any way, but I, what you do need to do is you need to craft people around the menu, right? Like if there's a guy at the table that clear or a girl at the table that clearly doesn't know what they want, make it easy for them. Now, some of that starts with like, give me some direction. But I mean, like Mm. I, I would find it. I think it's just as easy in a cocktail bar as it is in a, a beer bar too. So like the, the menu that you're describing, which yeah. is overwhelming. What the fuck do I even do? Where do I go? What do you normally drink? Yes. I see I see a blue moon sign, right? So like I'm a blue moon drinker. I'm a fucking natty bow drinker. I am a insert dunkle name because I don't have one on me, but like Pilsner Lager. That's IPA, a place for whatever. me as a server to start. Yeah. What do you normally like to drink? Being able to recognize what that is and be like, okay, well, here are the different IPAs that we have. Here are the different lagers that we have. Here are the different Pilsners. Here are the different Hefeweizens. Like being able to spout that off so people have a little direction. Like you are the tour guide. I do think that the distinction with your original pet peeve comes actually down to this. Um, It's frustrating when you're coming up in this business and people are like, what do you like? What are you going to make me? And you're like, God damn it, man. Like I don't have time for this. Or I, I love... I, I don't get pissed off about like I get so frustrated by bartenders that like don't actually engage with guests right. and shit like that. Like when they're like rolling their eyes and like why not like 
instead of saying like, what do you like to make? Like, I like bitter shit and you're probably not going to like it. Tell me what, what you drink you like on a daily basis. Well, like, I'm usually a vodka person. I was like, okay, you want to go like, you want to go baseline vodka soda? You try to get like fun with it. And if they say fun, I was like, cool. Fuck yeah. With, fun. Like, can I, can I ask you, don't you think that's an educated retort that you're giving that person? And here's absolutely. what I mean. Here's what I mean by that. Like, if you're uh, like, if you're new to this business and you don't know the nuanced conversation about, for example, you shouldn't be fucking bartending yet then. <laughs> well, there it is. Well, there it is. That's did kind I, of the did root I of give what the I'm more trying point to get to. Response that you were looking for? <laughs> no, that's now, what I wanted. What I want to know is to be educated enough to have a conversation, right? Like somebody can't just say vodka soda, but something like if somebody walks up the bar and says, I want a vodka soda, but I want something better. I like vodka. You need to know a few vodka drinks. Sure. You need to know enough that you can have, you can push back at them yeah. and, and kind of keep them at arm's length and say, tell me more about what or you like. Or at least have engaged in a conversation. Like being a bartender, being a good bartender is not being able to make, it is about Everything, making drinks. Right? It is about being able to be hospitable. It's about being right. able to converse with strangers. I like to talk to strangers. Learn who they are, living. learn what they want. Yeah. And then execute that as the, at the highest level you can. You're right. You, there's no way you can, push them out to that arm's length of, well, hold on. Don't worry about what I like. Yeah. I like the bitter shit. Yeah. I like, for example, I like very heavy alcohol pours. When somebody goes, uh, this old fashioned is too strong. I go, I'm going to put this I in know. the cooler Thank for you. me later. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and it's so much easier to craft the experience around the guest and have the guests try to say like, what do you like? What do you, um, what do you want to make because you're well right. and see my question is do you ever give them the retort of like what's good here what do you make well it's like fucking miller light that's yeah what, you know <laughs> and i think like the casual way to redirect people is like do you want to know what sells the most here do you want to yeah. know what the most popular drink i do is go here? there a lot I I, and i think that's a better way for people to kind of approach it like i don't want to i love bitching about things just because i I am a benevolent creature that has that is nice all the time and is holding space for a lot of people all the time. Yeah. So when I get to like fucking lash out like this, this makes it. me you so go fucking for happy. <laughs> um, like I don't want to deter anybody from coming into a bar, but like prepare your questions a little bit differently when you're going in there. Instead of saying like, what's good here? What do you like to drink? Instead say like, <laughs> hey, what's the most popular drink on this menu? That's a great, mm. see, and this is what we're trying to do is help people craft better questions. So let's just like, Let's sink into this for just a second, right? And I'm just saying, <laughs> we already, what do you no, mean? No, I know, I know. Second. We're already, we're already, we're already sunk into this answer. But this is the root of what we we've been again, Mike. I say this a lot of time. A lot of times we're circling around it and we're trying to get to the heart of of what we want mm -hmm. to share with people. And this is it. Mm -hmm. um, how do I ask better questions to my bartender? That's a good one, right? What is the most popular thing here? And that's one I hear very rarely from customers yeah. but it does happen another one is what is something you make well yeah what's your signature cocktail right yeah. and 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 i will i will tell you if you decide to ask that question be prepared to order it like yeah i agreed I, yeah and, if i and say it and you might you not say, like it don't want that like you know that's fine um you know or, or know enough about you yourself and your category where it's like i like rum what cool. rum mm -hmm. drinks do you do well I like tequila. What tequila drinks do you do well? Um, I'm look, but when you just go to an amalgamous flavor, right? That it, doesn't really it, help. And tough. also, again, going back to like vodka, like 
if you were a vodka drinker, fucking say it loud, say it proud. Like vodka pays the goddamn bills. I'm not mad about it. And you sure does. Be embarrassed by it. Mike, you were saying, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I was just, uh, I just think it's the, the, the question of what do you like to drink? just seems so absurd to me i mean it's just like what do you you want my number or something like yeah because that is such everybody's taste and palate is so different yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it, it is unfortunate because i do think <clears throat> that the world that amy and i are in for me it's what's what's your favorite beer on the menu i'm like well i actually came here the other day and i had five different drafts so <laughs> uh i don't know uh none I of them were even in the same like category right you know, for Amy at Southpaw, they make some, you know, I think you guys have a real um, focused uh, cocktail menu. Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe that you guys can make anything there. Like yeah, I could yeah, probably. Yeah. And they focus on the classics too. So it's like, right. if you know, if you have watched Mad Men or Sex in the City and you know any of the drinks that are common to those things, like you're going to be able to get any of that. Right. So somebody's saying like, what's your favorite drink on the menu? I have to imagine it's a day by day it's a feeling thing it's a it could be yeah it's whether I, for, you for me it's always a day by it's day. your like, whether you're really well, bloated and burping on your podcast what you yeah. drink you know what i mean well not only i think having these better questions is better for the bartender but it's going to help the customer out too because i've i remember specifically going into dos one time when i was in town and asking steve just like just surprise me with something he brought me this shitty like uh, it wasn't shitty, but it was like, it was like some kind of milk, Stella's cranberry no, kind of thing. Bloody cousin and his, I don't know if that was it, but it was like, it was like, a can it was like a candy beer. And I was like, this is not my style at all. So I know, which is I just, I just thought he, I just thought he knew me better. You know, that was no, what I was saying. So Mike, so I know you're are so you two having trouble in your podcast relationship right no, now. No, no, no. We're terrible. Not know Listen, you we're going to get divorced, well any, we're gonna get divorced any day now. And if Mike, if you actually think it's the, you know, Amy, it's the long distance relationship that's really going on. It's, you know? it's hard for everyone. Mike, yeah. if you think yeah. I picked that drink because I didn't know you, you're sorely wrong. I picked that drink to make you suffer. Okay. I <laughs> knew you would hate it. And I wanted to watch you drink. True every life. My friend's last an asshole. Drop. Like, okay. All right. Question. This, this <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. I was doing the same thing. You do it. Question number two. <laughs> do you want to ask it? Oh, uh, best and worst tips. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> these can be monetary, <laughs> but they don't have to be, they, they can also be like, maybe you had a, a good connection, uh, relationship with the guests and they brought you in something special, a little gift, or maybe even a piece of advice they left with you. But we just want to hear about some of the best and worst tips you've ever received. I'll give you the worst and best tip I've ever received in the same story. And Ooh, this is, oh, wow. I love these. This is, this is back to back. These. Yeah. Yep. Well, not back to back, but yeah, yeah, this is rare. Let's just like combine the whole thing. So this was when I was out in Chicago and I was working at a bar called Neon Wilderness um, and there was a very intoxicated guest that was in there and it ended up being a friend of one of the other bartenders uh, they played on a very very devout bocce league and I guess this is Ooh. where they came after Love after their bocce tournament had ended and this this guy I don't get people talking to me this way very often because I am scary as we've already discussed. <laughs> and so this guy clearly doesn't fucking know me. And he is staring me in the eyes at last call. It's like last call. I mean, they close at four o'clock there, right? So it's 3.30. It's last call. And he's just like continuing to put $100 bills on the table. And I was like, is this for me? He's like, yeah. And it's because he wants something out of me. Like he's looking at me and trying to get me to like 
do something or okay. trying to get okay. my number or trying to get me to like, I don't know if he thinks that I am attracted to this kind of uh, attention or behavior, but I am not. You know, sorry. I thought all women love that. Just lay down. I know. I know. Should it's Steve a about case. that. Yeah. The I, trick is to write your number on them. Is what you got to do. Please right? don't bring that up. Yeah. Please don't bring that up. So this guy continues to stack bills on the bar, and it's like getting way past. And I don't touch it because I'm not going to just. I don't immediately take money. I'm very, yeah. very conscientious about that shit. And it's the end of the night. And I'm like, do you want this? And he's like, I want you. And I was like, it's time to go. Goodbye. <laughs> and I was like, do you want this? He's like, I want you. I was like, okay, goodbye. And so they kicked him out of the door and I got a $500 tip on <laughs> a, like a very slow and painful night. And, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. You know, best, I've, best I've, worst. I've, I've never I've never been a woman, but I can't imagine that it would be flattering to have somebody laying down five hundred dollars and then saying, I want you as if you're paying for. Yeah, you're, you're trying to pay for something that just doesn't seem very flattering. It's to me. my job to be nice to you. So, like, I don't actually give a fuck about you. Can I, can I say something that's going <laughs> to come out wrong? Please. OK, this is going to come out wrong, but let it, I'm let her rip. I'm going to attempt it. <laughs> Can I pour more it. whiskey into this glass? Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah, make him too. drink it. Make make him drink it before he tries to say this, because I think it might make it better. <laughs> yeah, mine too. And Where are we going with this? Uh, it, it's going to be a very simple comment. Mike, Mike is uh, exactly where my head's at. I can't imagine it's very flattering in any way for somebody to count out money in front of you and then hit on you. I'd have to imagine that his chances would have been better if he was sober and you know, somewhat uh, coherent. But the fact that we, it, the way you described this individual was almost like fall off a seat belligerent. Like he didn't remember you're telling him no. Because the next day he also called. Oh, did he really? The other bartender. Glad I asked. Hey, did, did my friend leave like a wad of cash here? I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, he, he didn't. did. He, he threw it onto the bar and I asked him if this was for me. If it was for him, if he needed anything else, is this a tip? So I took it. And he's like, yeah, he deserves that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> for I, his I friend. Forgot, yeah, I forgot that this was the bartender's, your coworker's friend. Yeah. And that so coworker there, a also bit used more to drama. pass out when I was like, pass yeah. out on the bar when I was working there. So he's a oh, hot shit mess too. Uh, <laughs> the indelicate part of my question was more like, look, I mean, obviously that's gross. If you're somewhat coherent, I'm not even saying there's a chance, but it's way worse if you're not. Like that oh, guy yeah. clearly was on, on like the verges of, hey, we got to kick you out anyway. The fact that you're counting out bills on the bar is the only reason that we're like, what's going on here? You know, we actually talked about this on a recent episode where the difficult thing about this business is, uh, and whether you're male or female, but even more so for females in this business. We set the atmosphere, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, you know, the classic thing is like, yeah, the hot girl behind the bar has got to be the flirt to bring people in, right? Like that's the cliche in some ways. And it's tough because a lot of times, whether you, again, are male or female, you get caught between this emotional roller coaster of like, do you like me as a bartender? Are you here to give me tips? Are you here to thank me for my job? How much yeah, am I what's your, is there an ulterior that? motive Are here? There yeah. There's always an ulterior there motive. Always that's, is. that's just my assumption. <laughs> but for but it. you also have to be like weirdly 
more enlightened than the situation. Like you're asked as a 20 something year old person at a bar that you don't own, be bigger than it. Like fleece them, mm -hmm. have fun mm -hmm. doing it, right? But make sure you can draw yourself back at the end of the day. And it always just feels I, like you I, don't have as much, you don't have the leverage that you need for these situations. I don't have it's the leverage, fun. nor no, they don't have the leverage, nor do I have the skill because I don't flirt very well. I am fucking so dumb when it comes to that. So people are either my best friends that I shoot the shit with, or I turn into a fucking dominatrix behind the bar. And then people <laughs> want to throw more money at me, which I am more than willing to take. Yes. But like I've never. I feel for people who are put in that position that don't have that kind of like. When I recognized you tonight, the, the two, so I've been to Southpaw twice where you've been there. And when I recognized you tonight, I did think to myself, and I don't know if you noticed this when you walked in the door, I was already flustered because of the fucking. Well, yes. Cause road rage and, and the fucking things. potting soil and all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, but I was, I, I, I did remember you as being very clinical. I didn't think you were mean. I thought you were just like very fucking clinical. And I just was like, oh crap, am I going to have to like, is she, you know, like, how is this going to go? Like, so did you notice how overly friendly I was? I think I asked you <laughs> if you needed water like 17 times. I also offered her a beer I'm that I didn't nice. even have. I, I didn't even I'm have so a beer nice. to offer. Well, and I and was the thing like, was, hey, can I get you a beer? Oh, sorry. Thing, I was like, I have to find them somewhere. They're in the other refrigerator. I don't know. A commonality that Steve and I have, too, is we, I don't, I, oh, I don't, man. Steve and I don't really like flirty bartenders. We, I, we prefer mean bartenders. Oh, not man. necessarily, a not necessarily dominatrix, a but yeah, no, but we, a we, I am, yeah. I am a shoot the shit, love joking with my people. I'm a smart yeah. ass. Like well, I am, yeah. I'm a Baltimore gal. Like I, yeah. I love fucking chatting with people. I, what? I turn into that asshole when people act like assholes to me. Yeah. Like if you want to give me that kind of respect, then. What Mike and I, what Mike and I are talking about here is like, and this is something we actually haven't even really talked about a lot on the show. Maybe in some of the earlier episodes, we have a penchant for a bartender who, from the jump, she, it's it's got to be a female, and I mean this in an affectionate way. She's got to be like total cunt mode, right? Like busting your balls, nonstop. She's just like fuck you. You know, and I'm not talking like going to little dicks. I'm talking about going to a regular normal no, neighborhood yeah, bar. It's not a part. It's not a part of the, the, of the of theme of the shit. restaurant. This is, yeah. She hates She's you. just, she's she over your shit. Yeah. She will serve you, but she doesn't fucking want to. Right? I, yep. I'm oh, not man. quite that level, but oh, I, I, I very much like established boundaries. Dude, there's quickly. one bartender in particular that I miss to this day. Sam from the Diz before the Diz got shut down. I uh, miss her, man. Well, you can still find Robin. Oh really? Robin's at 29th Street Tavern. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, t um, uh, the old chicken boats that um, yeah, uh, swallowed the hollow ones, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. I Robin's there, so if you want that proper proper kind of love, and she, mm. I'm so honored she fucking loves me. That's because <laughs> she scares the shit out of me. That's a gift, and I fucking love her. That's a gift. Um, Bef any yeah. Before oh yeah, I was gonna go on Steve. Go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say before we move on to the next question, I do have an unpopular point of view here. And I think that when I was, was bartending, if a lady would have laid out a bunch of hundreds on the, t on the bar and told me she wanted me, I think I would have been flattered. I yeah. think I would have liked it. <laughs> I don't think that's unpopular. Like I think that's a, I think that's a perspective thing of being male and poor. Yes. Oh, I can <laughs> fuck you. 
<laughs> and, 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 Fair and trust me, Fair as enough. someone who's male and poor, I feel I'm not. Say, I'm not saying that it would have worked. I'm just saying I think I would have been flattered yeah. a little. It would have been a little bit better if the person wasn't just like batshit hammered. Because I am a person yeah. that can. Well, and that's why I brought that up in, in, in delicate way. Sloppy know? drunks don't do it for me in any way, shape, or form. I'm you know, sorry. me either. Me yeah. either. But as uh, as as far as. Dinner and a show, they they do. They, oh yeah, I mean you can definitely get that. They do ride for good entertainment. Um, <laughs> question number three: worst drink orders. Now, originally this was drinks you hate to make, drinks uh, that you just can't believe people even order. But Mike, explain this category has been expanded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, we've also uh, expanded this to maybe the worst drink that another bartender has ever made for you. But, you know, sometimes just the cringy drinks, the stereotype drinks that you're just kind of silently judging the customer, or rolling your eyes as soon as you turn around. I think it's the I, I, I don't hate making drinks. I am in this business for a very specific There's not reason. one. There's not I, one I, that well, you're like, Phil, what the fuck? I, yes, yes, there is. A, a Ramos will absolutely every single time be like, really? But it's got to be like a Ramos at 11 o'clock on a Friday. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've heard that in context. Ramos Gin Fizz, for yeah. those not not familiar with, with this particular cocktail. But I more mean like Here's you're telling me I walk into South Bar like tomorrow and you're behind the bar. Here's and I say I want a Long Island iced tea. Oh, I fucking – I fucks with the Long Island. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a trash human and a classy bitch all at the same time. Oh right? my god! Um, here is the most disturbing thing that's ever been ordered to me, and it's one person that ordered it over and over again and was a, like a regular at uh, our bar when I was running that space. Um, a person that came in and asked for a filthy martini, a filthy. Okay, and I'm like, no. Can we just say dirty? Like no. that's oh, it so is? it wasn't a different recipe. It was yeah. actually just it was like you're just you're just being I'm cheeky. Like, I've ordered it that way that's, before. Well, it might have so been me. Way. Okay, so it's all about context. <laughs> right? It might actually so, but be, this, was that at South Ball? Uh, no, oh, no, no. It was, it, at, it was at our bar. I had a person that would constantly order that drink, and like I know what you're asking for, but like the person that was ordering was also a little fucking weird. And that's can you tell? Can you just can you describe yeah, the I'm person need a little bit for us, please? Uh, yeah. So like theater of the mind. I'm going with okay. So this person was. Can I get a height? I actually usually don't ask this one. Can I get a height? I'm a, I'm about like I I think six five. Whoa, older. Older and not a problem with it being older, but like I got real serial killer vibes off of him, and I fucking love serial killers. Transition lenses, not like that, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes you sense. Like serial, serial killers like on Transition Netflix, lenses. right? How did I know? Yeah, how did I fucking know, <laughs> yeah. people? That's because if you wear transition lenses, dirty Tom, you're a fucking serial killer. There are bodies in your basement. I'm convinced to this day that every time Dirty Tom sells a home, he kills somebody. Buries him in the basement, puts new concrete over it, and then sells the house. It's a don't don't get me down that rabbit hole. All right, continue. Yeah, so uh, definitely like later edge of sixties, white hair, transition lenses, very spelt, very like thin build. Spelt, he, great adjective. And there. he would great. come in and read uh, the newspaper every day. So if I don't know if like the space seeing, seeing if his murders got highlighted or no not. one has read a newspaper <laughs> like very dexter 1962 yeah. okay am i in the news you. today i don't know yeah. I need a check. uh and he would once he was done reading the paper which he also sat in a couch and crossed his legs 
to read the paper. And oh, I think man, the I whole love vibe was just giving me like, ew. And I was very concerned about being murdered in an alley. I don't know. And then he would come up and he would ask for a filthy can, martini. Can filthy. you give us your best impression of him ordering it? Yes. Love where your head's at. <laughs> <sighs> do you do impressions? Fuck no. All right. How about this? How about this? Do you do any impressions? What is the, what no, hold on. Stay with me. Here? Stay with me. Do you do any impressions? I don't think I'm high enough to do any impressions right <laughs> okay. now. All right. I I'm not I, high at all. I so didn't know if you sneak. Or, I don't know if you sneak. You had like the Grancher, like somebody in the no, back pocket. No, no, no. I mean, like a gravelly voice, which normally I would like. I love a gravelly voice, but it was like filthy, like filthy. Can I? Uh, yeah, I'll take a martini. Filthy. And like, he would say it like that. Yeah. Would he say, hold, yeah. on, hold on, hold on. I think maybe maybe it was the setup that also. Wait, wait, wait. Me up he would little. say, "Can I get a martini?" Filthy. I oh, bet he just locked eyes there. with you through those transitional lenses while he said it. Well, too, I did he? not make. Oh my god! I, I can see him pulling down so the right frame now, but to like, say. I, the, <laughs> I can see him pulling down the frame to say, "Filthy." Uh, I'd like a martini, and then he pulls it down slowly. Wouldn't have even know because like. A serial killer is not going to have like a Daniel Craig vibe of like pulling the glasses down, which would be super hot. And if that's it exactly like what he wants. I would let him murder. And then he does. I'm seeing him pulling out a flashlight and shining it on his, <laughs> on his glasses so they go dark. And then right? he orders it filthy. And the, the, the reason I had to ask at the beginning uh, if it was a different drink was because uh, the bar. Uh, what was the bar that we used to walk down to the street? What was our, it called? Beatnik. The Beatnik. Oh, the Beatnik. Yeah. Beatnik, which was one of our favorite little oh, vibe in spots. No, no, no. This was this was in uh, Baltimore. Oh, there's like there used to be this incredible mark. Do you know where um do you know where Ibar is? Yeah. So right across the street from Ibar there. It's now like a um it's now like a Jamaican kitchen bar. Unimportant, unimportant. But they had Ibar Great Wings BT dub. Yes. Extra good wings. Extra hard fried. So good. Uh, but they had they had a filthy Manhattan, which had um, egg white in it, and it was absolutely delicious. Was and uh, so that's why I had to ask because I didn't know if it was actually a different type of drink or if he's just a creep. So no, so, it just sounds like he wants it. He wanted it really, really dirty. Yeah, yeah. But he was also just <laughs> oh, he's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's uh, more tone that, and color you could add to this person, but almost like you had to be there. And I can't. And I, I don't want to leave us on this, so let's keep it. Sorry. No, I love that though. No, I love it because that was that was a great answer to this question. Because usually we just get like, uh, you know, just you know, Long Island ICs. But yes, this is this. There's a whole story wrapped. Yeah, up that was this, like so my version it. of hearing hearing the word moist, which doesn't bother me. <laughs> he and is I moist. Also like, I also just like to say damp because I think it's funnier. So but. you know, you know what's funny? I got into a, a heated debate damp. about words that phonetically people don't like, and I finally found one I don't like. What is it? Because I don't have a problem with moist. I don't have a problem no. with damp or. I want a moist cake, or even like things I like a damp cake. A lot of people yeah. don't. Might, a lot of people don't want a damp, damp cake. cake. I want a moist cake. A lot of people don't like the word clitoris. I don't even think that's phonetic. I think that's your own re Christian repression. But we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, way to go um, prude. You know what word I don't like to hear out loud? Bulbous. 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 I don't like it. Dude. I don't like it. What, do you like the word bulgy? Bulgy's fine, but bulbous feels like there's a. It feels like I have like a skeeter bite on the back of my neck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't like it though. All right. Question number four. <laughs> Thanks for that little tangent there. Yeah, Steve. no problem. Question number four. Uh, ultimate mistakes and fuck ups. These can be yours or your coworkers. Or, or another bartender or server you've seen out in the wild somewhere. 
can I go back from bartending? Can I tell you some fuck ups I did at Starbucks? Yeah, fuck yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I have some Starbucks. Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> I, I have uh, infamous whoopsie doodle that I did at Starbucks because I was a young, gigantic chip on my shoulder human at that time. Um, in terms of customer service, I failed egregiously at this. Uh, when I was 22 working at Starbucks, I told a woman that was nursing her child that she should potentially go somewhere else and cover up <laughs> while she was nursing. Woof. And I am an older educated human and also grew up in a, you know, I don't know. I was uncomfortable with it because I was not comfortable with the body at that point in time. Was she at the counter ordering? <laughs> like, no, she was sitting down and, and minding her own fucking business. Okay. Like I fucked up so hard. And what resulted in that was a national breastfeed in like a national mom's breastfeeding organization. In Starbucks? Like, Took over all the Starbucks. Wait, wait. So you? Oh my God! Wait. You've been making changes. Oh. Wait, 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 wait. So your solution your from, from the wait, gremlin that I used wait, wait. to be. So. so the solution for asking the lady breastfeeding to do it elsewhere was the, the result was then everybody that could be breastfeeding doing it. Yes, because your... I also like oh I was God. wrong. Like a person, uh, uh, like. A, a mother generally doesn't have a lot of space to be able to sure. feed her child. You're obviously yeah. looking at this with nuance. I was and like, you're going to make an older other com customers uncomfortable. Of an because she did, she didn't have like she didn't have like a cover or anything. She just had she was just yeah. breastfeeding her baby, but she didn't have the cover on. Yeah, Correct. which I completely I completely agree. The only person that should be worried about being comfortable in that situation is the breastfeeding fucking mother. For God's sake. Correct. No. Correct. Yeah. I was an asshole, and I made an assumption <laughs> about how other people would feel which was a projection of my own stupid feelings and i fucked up so hard but this is interesting and because, i don't feel that yeah. way anymore like i'm right. like no of course not like i gotta make you go. feel uncomfortable everybody titties out i have like, to make you feel, i have to make titties you, out i go. have to make you feel uncomfortable though okay go so ahead. first question yeah i have three of them step one first of all how dare you That's <laughs> first of all you're a piece of shit yeah correct <laughs> Answer yes or no. Um, no. First question is, um, can you give me the proximity from the day that you tell that lady you got to do this elsewhere to when the breast feeding in occurs? Within five days. Oh, okay. This was like very early, like baby steps of internet. Question number mm. two, at your particular Starbucks, I assume there was a pretty big turnout. How many... I was not women breastfeeding came in to breastfeed at your I Starbucks. was told to go home that day. Oh. <laughs> oh. How long did it take you to fight through the crowd? Uh I didn't I I, I left because I knew there there was an organized protest that was happening. Nice. Uh, I was told nice. to leave. I, I yeah. I was such a piece of shit when I was younger. Right. My God. <laughs> no, it's okay. Honest to God, I don't think it's a life. Stephen and I are still pieces of shit. We haven't uh, grown yeah. out of it. So I was going to say, I don't think life is worth living if somebody's not protesting you. So, yeah. um, and then, so, but this, but this was a, that. I've always, so this, so this happened on a national level or a regional level. This, it definitely was DMV and East coast. And I imagine mm -hmm. like, okay. I, I think if you, I, I don't know if we were quite Googling back in those days, it might've been more Yahoo, but like, 
it very much was something that was happening a hundred percent on the East Coast and mm -hmm. probably trickled out. Otherwise, okay. Okay. I, I was wrong. Trickled out. No, no pun intended, by the way. No, I, I really, <laughs> I really appreciate you sharing that and being vulnerable to right. tell that. It's, it's also fucking hilarious. That's incredible. That that little interaction sparked. Okay, he's got a third. Question. Oh yeah, I fucked up hard. <laughs> third, third question. Third question. Um, did you, in a moment of reckoning? <laughs> Think to yourself, and this is the most important question I'm really asking here. Whatever feeling that com compelled you to go to that mother and say, hey, this is not the space. Did you feel like, like it was real life karma that then the descending of other mothers to like <laughs> breastfeed in your space that you were like, oh, I fucked around and I found out. Yeah, it was uh yeah, I probably deserve that. I <laughs> no, yeah. I messed up. It's great. It's I great. made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> no. What was well, it like I, in the moment where you're like, "Fuck these moms in here, goddamn oh. fucking milk titties, <laughs> horrendous embarrassment, bunch of slobber like, knockers, I, no. just fucking squirting fucking lactate." God damn it! I Were was you uh, upset about it. <laughs> I was. I mean. Again, I lived with a gigantic chip on my shoulder at that point yeah, in time. I would have but felt I also personally like, slighted. I still like very much internalized. I was like, oh, gross. I mean, people oh, don't God. like people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet, people I bet there like are times who... when you've, you've, you've had a, a, either a good day or a, a stressful yeah. day and you're falling asleep and all of a sudden those lactating mothers just hey, pop right in your head. remember that time where you told the woman that was breastfeeding to stop at the Calverton <laughs> Starbucks? You're ever doing Krav Maga at the gym and you put a real nice punch <laughs> into the bag and you think that could have been her face. Or her baby's face. Or her I, baby. I, no. I brought nothing to no. I brought nothing to the table after that. I was just like, oh god. No, I, I, I'm up. serious. I'm I'm gonna try not to be cheesy here, but I really appreciate you sharing that story, and it, I can tell it's something that you ref, you've reflected on a lot. And I, I'm sorry, that is just so important, and it's something today in, in the in the world that we live We're in today. Just about it. So so many people on on all sides of everything are held to such a high standard for mistakes that they made in their past. And, um, you know, that's, that's how we as human beings learn and grow and become the people that we have to be. You have absolutely. to make mistakes. You have to fuck up. And I can tell that you've reflected on that again, though. I still think it's absolutely fucking hilarious that you I mean, did that. Hilarious <laughs> and dumb as fuck. Oh my yeah. God. You I love that like, they radicalized so quickly. They're like, this bitch is the, <laughs> that, that fucking hot topic. Little fucking bitch is not getting away with this. Ladies, get your titties out, get your babies to Starbucks. <laughs> we feed him out here. That's great. That's a great story. Uh, I love that one. Yeah, it's that really is an ultimate fuck up. That's a good one. Ultimate fuck up. Now I do have to. I, I got to say one more thing on this topic sure. before we move on. You Keep know, the titties flowing. Um, multiple <laughs> times on the show, we've heard some pretty incredible stories of breast milk making its way into drinks, and I oh. have to imagine. Um, do you think that it was an option that day to get a breast milk latte? Because if it wasn't, that's a tragedy for me personally. Could could have been maybe yeah. on like an iced level, but yeah, like you can't see that. that, or else it's a you whole can't. Are you thing. sure? I I don't. Are actually, you sure? No, I'm. Not. Are you sure? Nope. I, again, I think I, I bring nothing I, to the table. I have no I, idea not, about health code stuff. <laughs> I, I'm not a therapist, but I think a way that you could find closure with this in your life is to just find a lactating mother and make yourself a mother Russia. And just drink it and just i think yeah. that would be a there good way a mother russia by the way is a white russian with a breast milk with I a was, breast milk I was gathering yeah. that. I, <laughs> I figured like... you could pick up on that yeah 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 but uh, i think together 
I think if you did that, I think that could bring some uh some closure to your life. I'm just just rec- just try it out, and see what happens. Yeah, you know? I'll uh, I'll I'll inquire with my lactating friends and see if I can find <laughs> someone that. Yeah. I'll, I'll pull up the app that I have right now. And see I would if ask you lactating. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to go back, but th- this is we've actually talked. Lactation has been on the show A more lot. than I would have that's expected. Why I just said, it actually I, that's has. What I'm saying. It's kind of it's, it's kind of strange. This is like the I I, I would love to. Uh, Alex this is like the first. This is like the fifth time it's been on the show. It's ridiculous. Go back and listen to Alex Velez's. Not, that, no, okay. no, no, no. Go back Anyone and listen to Alex. Out there. Go back to Alex Velez's episode and listen to that lactation story because that one's that amusing. Is incredible. So. Okay. Incredible. Will do. Alex Velez. That was a deep yeah. breath right there. Yeah. What a, what a, what a guy. <laughs> All right. Let's keep it moving here. Um, how, quest- how, on, oh, sorry, on, on a tangent scale. Do you have more? From like one to 10, how bad are we tangent, tangenting right now? We're about a five. Okay. Yeah, we've had way worse. Let's turn this up. We've had way worse. <laughs> How about yeah. this? Once again, once again, your lack of knowledge about our show is very obvious, okay? Yeah. Because, like I said, there's not a whole lot of structure. And, and it's great. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. And by the way, I'm not saying that to bust your ball. Well, to no, bust keep, your balls a bit, but I'm just bringing yeah. it on. Counter. How yeah. dare you? How dare you not listen <laughs> to the show? Counterpoint. <laughs> Counterpoint. How much control of the show do you feel like you have right now? I actually really like not being in control right now. Okay. Uh, I am a you control sure? freak. And 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 I am in control of every will, part of my life, and I love that I'm not talking about all the things that I have to talk about on a daily basis because this is that's amazing. fair. I will challenge <laughs> you to be meaner to both of us. Less if you want, if you let, want, if you know, a better way is. <laughs> but less, I like pre- you too. Just, just, I don't pre- mean, just pretend, pre- just pretend that we're lactating mothers in a Starbucks, yeah, okay? Exactly. And throwing, five, throwing five hundred dollars yes. on <laughs> yes. and like dousing it Correct. and lactated. Yeah. Yep, and ordering that latte extra filthy. What? <laughs> what I think I really mean. What I think I really mean. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, is less considerate. Don't worry about our feelings. Just sure. fucking fire ahead like sure. a goddamn steamroller. Okay. All right. Question number five, health code violations. Now this is very important. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is where we want to hear whether it's in the wild or at a bar that you've actually worked at. We want to hear about health code violations. But we need to protect the innocent and the guilty health code violations that I have breastfeeding in the Starbucks. Yes. You beat me to it. That's what <laughs> witness participated. Fucking in. gross. Yeah, exactly. That's why we say protect the innocent, the guilty, you know, cause we want to hear the gross stuff, but we don't necessarily want to drop the names unless you'd like to. Like we just don't want any litigation a bar that you heard of where mm-hmm. something happens. I worked at a bar that was reopening from COVID. Okay. Recent. Uh, it's not in Maryland. Okay. Are we playing 20 questions? No. Nope. When, when we reopen. Is it a bigger or smaller than a house? No, just, just, let me, just let me go. Let me go. Uh, we reopened and we couldn't take cash when we reopened because the owner, who was irresponsible as fuck, let the money mold. What? What? The money molded, the cash money Got molded. Uh, so we couldn't actually. Was it like, damp or moist? Uh, it was all of those things and where, moldy. Where was it? Not in Maryland. Yeah, no, where was the money? Where was the money being kept? In a safe in the basement where all the uh, other stuff was kept. Uh, in addition to that, 
halfway through service. They're like, okay, we've gotten over that. We're just going to take credit cards. It's fine. We are most, not even halfway. We're most of the way through service. And I am going to refill the ice for a blended drink that's been selling all night long. And I had only, this was like the crushed ice area or like the shitty ice area. And there was a Hoshi Hoshi thing that I had been scooping out of all night long. And I go to scoop out to replace the crushed ice for the frozen, the blended drink. And there's mold everywhere in this ice machine. And I just like, whoa, gagged. And I went upstairs and I was like, this drink that's been selling out all night long has come from a moldy dispenser. And the owner's like, what? I I just cleaned the Hoshi the other day. I was like, yeah, I'm talking about the other drink, the other ice machine that you're pulling your ice from, from this fucking blended mm. drink that is selling out wildly. And he's like, oh, that's weird. Totally thought I cleaned that. I'm like... <laughs> Totally, I'm sorry, totally oh. thought I cleaned that? That's a restaurant <laughs> answer if I've ever heard one. Right? It's yeah. too nonchalant, too. Like, oh, oh that's interesting. <laughs> and then I, like, battled in my brain for two days after that about how to, how to tell them that I was not coming back to that yeah. bar. Yeah. Mm. And I did, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to disappoint everybody. I can't even do that. What was the drink that was selling out? It was a pina colada made with their... Nice made with a rum that their with partner creamy was selling. mold in it um yeah that's the next question did you keep selling them after that i know no. you were like don't drink that somebody's like i want the pina colada you're like no you fucking don't um, which is which is at least kind of a relief because then you don't have to make those blended drinks I'm, yeah. I'm sure i'm sure a lot of bartenders wish they found mold in the the blended ice container but. how many different colors of blue gray was the mold like it, i mean 20, you had 30. the red the algae the, oh really like, yeah the fuzz the mold, mold fuzz? oh the fuzz my God. it was it was roy g biv was happening up on that bitch <laughs> oh, it was bad it was so bad it was like dear god oh, at least the people seem to like it oh know? but they loved it maybe they got like good you know probiotics in their belly well or yeah. it hallucinated a little bit yeah, i was gonna <laughs> say you know nothing like inducing po food poisoning to really get your night going you know and i've um, got it i've got another question too about the first part of your story sure. do you know about how much money was molded over uh if it was the base layer of what the cash store should have been it was like six hundred dollars jesus yeah. and when i asked it also came back into this this bar and it was like raining inside of the bar oh yeah so oh, damp man. yeah moldy this yeah. all makes like sense whole, this whole thing has a waterproof yeah. oh, issue there was a lot more mold that you didn't see. oh yeah oh yeah let me tell yeah. you something i wouldn't eat in a french fry in that fucking joint if i yeah. i mean that I mean, that that place had to be fucking black mold central yeah, it, yeah. It, and even like i got back in there like the whole day started out bad before i even got to the money i was cleaning things up like opening up the bar getting ready to go and i found the little you know the little globes that hold garnishes and have like a little flip tray down sure, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah like they hadn't cleaned them out since mm. since they closed COVID. down on the last wow. day and it was just a science experiment and there at like the whole day was am i really here is this really yeah. happening i am fucking weirded out how are we gonna open this oh! How long? Well, it sounds also like you you liked the people that you were working for too, if I'm not mistaken. Liked them enough to go back, patient. but yeah. not. <laughs> How not long that. between 
reopening from COVID and opening to the public was there? Because it sounds like there needed to be a lot. That was the test day that all this happened. And so my my deciding factor was like, I talked to the owner and they're like, we're going to go ahead and just, we're going to open up two days from now. And I was like, I don't two think days. you should do that. Yeah. Like you've got to fucking- We are not ready. <laughs> you've got to bring in a fucking exorcist into this bitch. Like there's <laughs> no way. That's just oh too much, God. too much bad shit that's happening in here. And they're like, no, we're going to do it. I was like, I can't do this. Mm. I can't do this. Yeah, that's, that's I'm not so cool. Sorry. Well, and, and just out of curiosity, you guys would know better than I do, but like- I imagine if if you've got a mold problem that bad, like it's a, I would imagine it's an expensive and you know uh, yeah, time consuming endeavor. Mold, yeah. Like yeah, if it's I mean, as you, bad as she's talking about, especially if like it sounds like there may have been like some yeah, roof the basement leaks has black mold leaks. and all that kind of yeah. shit too, like, and it's like coming from multiple floors up and going down. Mm -hmm. That whole building needs yeah. to just like. So yeah, your only option exactly, is yeah. at that point to acid wash, but you have to, but you have to get down to the core. Meaning, like yeah. for example, anybody that's been in an industrial kitchen, even if it's like a very basic one, to remove the hood system, like to remove the paneling on the hood system and the actual hood vent and get behind that shit and fucking ash and wash that wall. So, uh, either a you're bootstrapping that shit and it's days, man, mm -hmm. that's a mm -hmm. lot of effort and you have to know what you're doing, right? Yeah. Or you're talking about a lot of money, a lot mm -hmm. of money, probably more than maybe even that, like a hood system probably even costs. We're probably oh my God. 10, 15 grand yeah. to get that place yeah. in. Easily. And that's that's yeah. light. I don't even know what your seating capacity was. That's me operating off of like maybe 100 seats. Yeah. Like yeah. it's probably going to be store. I'm thinking storage, kitchen, dining, bar. It's a lot of square footage that has to be fucking ash and washed down to literally the frame of that building. Yeah, you're exactly. fucked. Wow. You're fucked at that point. So. Do, you, do you know if they are, are they still open? Do you know? They are not. Mm, Thank well, surprise. Yeah. Christ. Surprise, surprise. Thank it Christ. is funny though, as a, from the, from the customer's point of view, cause I haven't bartended in years, but going into these places and you know, because I know some of the background. Oh, it smells damp seen, in here. Oh, this or, beer you know, tastes like you just, sour. Yes. Yeah. And you just kind of, you just kind of know, like you can just imagine what's going on in the rooms yeah. that you can, you're not allowed to see. Your yeah. instincts <laughs> are usually telling you the truth, people. And on that note, my instinct is telling me that I need to pee. take a piss. Okay. <laughs> um, let's take a little halftime break. We'll be right back with the second half of the gauntlet. This episode of the Bartender Ramp podcast is brought to you by CIC PowerBox, your all-in-one portable power solution for AC electric, compressed air, and heavy-duty jumpstart. Our patented technology provides silent and emission-free power that recharges while you drive. With customers ranging from farmers and contractors to highway departments and military bases, the CIC PowerBox name has been put to the test for over a decade in the hardest working environments. Whether you're working remote or have limited access to a power source, CIC PowerBox will help you get the job done. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com to view our product line. CIC PowerBox. Wherever you go, Go with power. Welcome back, Barflies. What a halftime it was. I gotta say that despite my stumbles out the gates, I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling alive. I'm feeling potent on this second half of the gauntlet. And that is because 
I was revived by two very special people. One, your favorite co-host in the business, Michael Windsor, and the second, your new favorite guest, Amy Ward. Thank you to both of them <laughs> and this beautiful cocktail for bringing me back because, goddamn, I was in a weird place when we started this episode, but I'm in a very, very happy place as we continue the second half. Oh, 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 stumble the second nope, half. No of the stumble. Game. That could just be drunk stumbles. It's all right. There it is. That we can accept. I'm feeling cheeky. Cheeky. Um, Amy, bravo on the first half. Did you have fun? I had a great time. Thank okay, you. it's going to get worse. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to make it harder. We're gonna. This is this is the juicy part of the gauntlet. Yeah. This is the nice. This is this is the we damp part up, of the gauntlet. We set you yeah. up with a. You know what it is? Is it's like that hike that your tour guide's like. It's easy, and and you see like all the old Six ladies on the hike later. with you, and then the next thing you know, you turn a bend and you're on like a ridge, and it's like a hundred foot drops on each side, and you're I clinging everything. to everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get into that, Mike has something uh, special that he wants to share with the people. He did not prep me for this, so I have no idea. Yeah. Well, it just kind of came in my mind because we were talking about Chandler and her card game because Chandler is actually the person who uh, got me in touch with Tammy, who then got us in touch with Amy. So she's Big partially team. responsible for this Yay. episode even happening. Uh, but the reason we just did our industry night hangout uh, last night, which if you're not familiar, every first Monday of every month, we have an industry night Google hangout. Anybody's welcome to come join and just shoot the shit and just hang out. Come and join us if you want. But <laughs> when we were doing it last night, we had to explain to Chandler that Pittsburgh, Kansas and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania oh, are so two different places. The that whole was... time, the whole time we've been doing this show, this girl from Texas thought that Mike lived in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And she, but she knew I lived in Kansas, though. But like... she was like doing the math. She was like, I don't understand why Steve can't get to Mike. They're only like five hours away. And then last night she goes, Mike, how far are you away from Steve? Mike goes, 19 hours. What do you expect? She's in Texas. Well, yeah. I also <laughs> admittedly did not know there was a Pittsburgh, Kansas. But, but that's that's a fine. That's, a lot of that's people fine. Don't know that. A lot of people know that, which is why we talk a lot on the show about how Pittsburgh, Kansas is like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but there's no H, right? It's, it's also Pittsburgh. nothing like yeah. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In any too, way so. at all. Nothing like it at all. You know, there's only three things that you need to know about Pittsburgh, Kansas, right? Um, Mike lives there. Well, I guess four. Number one, Mike. <laughs> number one, Mike lives there. Number two, um, it is spelled without the H, right? So, Heard. like all over all right. town, there are things that are in that cliche. We have a we have a, a distillery called Drop the H. Yeah, there's a distillery called <laughs> Drop the H, but they yeah. they're like there's like I remember there being a souvenir shop on Main Street, Drop the H. The point is, there's like a Drop the H kind of thing, right? The second thing you need, third thing, I guess, since Mike's from there, does that also include like white or white? No, 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 just at the, the end H. of Pittsburgh. They don't drop all their yeah, ages. I don't know. I'm just they don't drop all their ages. Yeah. Yeah. But just just the age at the end of the word Pittsburgh. Um cool whip. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> well, so <laughs> the other thing you need to know about Pittsburgh is that it is famous for a school known as Pittsburgh State University. Now you might hear the words PSU and think Penn State, but no, this is Pittsburgh State University without the yeah. H. And Pittsburgh State University, their colors are McDonald's yellow and red, and their <laughs> mascot is a gorilla. Because, of course, when you think of Kansas, uh -huh. you think of the gorillas. <laughs> yeah, and, absolutely. You know, Amy, being from Baltimore, are, are you familiar with uh, the fact that, like, all over the city of Baltimore, there are these, like, um, 
statues of crabs. Yeah. Yeah. Like these big crab statues that like, and some of them are like painted, yeah. you know, like We've one got looks like here, Fort McHenry, another looks like the flag, you know, and it's like, because Baltimore crabs, you know, that kind of the crab cakes. Gorillas and all throughout cakes. the city of Pittsburgh are these gorilla statues, like everywhere. They're like one's in front of a Jack in the box and the other's like in front of like yeah. a, like there's a lot of or something. There's a, lot, there, there, there's a lot of Harambe memes. <laughs> yeah, yes. because they, yes. PSU has this huge statue, and like there's memes like PSU, you know, felt so bad about Harambe. Yeah. yeah. So, and then the third thing you know need to know about Pittsburgh, Kansas, it is it is the one and only culinary center for the loaded spud. Much like Champagne, France is famous for champagne. Pittsburgh, Kansas, while many other places do a loaded spud, does a loaded spud in Jesus's image. It better than anybody has ever done a loaded oh. spud. I'm telling you, that we're, we're town, actually we're actually better known from our fried for our fried chicken. Is yeah, truly well, what we're known for. That, that has roots back in the coal mining days. I'm not gonna. I said I was gonna keep this short and brief, and Mike, Steve's doing this whole Mike, fucking gorilla bit. What's the fried chicken place? If you're not in the whole brevity that we go to every time that we we've got a here. bunch. We've got. No. Uh, chicken Annie's, Chicken Mary's, chicken Bardo's. Annie's. It's Chicken Annie's. It's Chicken. Which We've one been on the food network and stuff. Which one did you say first? Chicken, chicken Annie's. Yeah, chicken. But that's only because it's closest. Bardo's is the one that we would go to. But anyway, this is so off track. So anyway, we had to because explain to Chan Chinese chicken. Yeah. <laughs> we had to explain to Chandler that Pittsburgh, Kansas and Pittsburgh. She was like, she's like, wait, how far is it from Pittsburgh to to Baltimore, like 19 hours. She's like, no, I was just in Pittsburgh. It's not that far. It's like, that's a different no, honey, city in a different that. state. And she's telling people in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, yeah, there's this guy who lives out there who does this podcast. You we guys should get that together. <laughs> where, where else have you lived other than Baltimore? Chicago. Okay. Um, maybe you get this vibe, but I do think there's a thing where there are like certain areas of the country that have no concept of what the East Coast is like. At Landlocked all. states, yeah. All and there's something about that. I I'm being prejudiced right now. That's I, I, Texas area that I don't think they know shit about the East Coast. The North. They, there are also like seven states combined she, into one. She so. asked me. She goes, "Isn't Pennsylvania only like an hour from you?" And I was like, "Yeah." But it's a big state. <laughs> I was like, it's like five okay. and a half hours. With me. So we're we're making fun of a lot. A lot. Of I love you, here, but I'm bye, sorry. I love you. I will There's say, no poison my food when I come to Texas. I will say, if you're a dedicated listener, you know all about herd card game. I'm telling you, if you've even thought about purchasing that at any time, just fucking do it. You will not regret it. Get a few. I think you can get a core deck for thirty-five bucks. Yeah, stop okay? sitting on your hands. Get get a few of your bartender friends together. Throw five or ten bucks in each. Get it and just keep it at the bar because I promise you, you will love the game. And you know what? We'll even we'll up the ante. Order it before the next episode up is the released. Chicken Annie's and and she'll throw in a couple of BRP stickers for you. So hey. there you go. There's a little little extra freebie for you. So that was it. So go on, Steve. Well, let's let's continue with the gun. I'm here. so happy you went down that tangent. All right. <laughs> before we it was into, it was absolutely hilarious. I'm before sorry. we get into the second half, I love of you, gauntlet. Chandler. <laughs> I love you too, honey. <laughs> and Chandler. <laughs> I, I kept listening to Olivia's episode where shut you up. called me honey. Shut up! Oh, but you accidentally called me honey. It was fucking I hilarious. Accident. It's not important. It's like All honey. Right. Mike, <laughs> Sorry, stop talking. We and digress. Rancher blue cheese. What's that? Yeah, you heard me. I didn't hear. Ranch or blue cheese? Oh, ranch. Please go. No. <laughs> Please go. No, I will not. Um. Why though? 
Because when you have proper ranch done, which is like buttermilk, dill, onion, powder, and shit, like that is sex. I love that's ranch. A sex- <laughs> it is sex. But like, what's wrong with blue? Do you do you eat blue cheese? I do eat blue cheese rarely. But what do you like- do with? I don't know. If you're going for a dressing, did you want chunks in that shit? Yeah. I didn't fucking Fuck yeah. want chunks. I want it mostly chunks. Both of you are wrong. <laughs> just so you know. So so with wings, you're getting ranch. Oh, a hundred fucking percent. Really? Okay. Yeah. Really? Ranch onlys. We've what? had a lot of ranch onlys on recently. It's I am been wild. full it's ranch. Been full ranch. <laughs> no one has called it a sex condiment, but uh, I well, have to be yeah, honest. But the lady does keep it in the bedroom fridge, I thought, right? Uh, for herself. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't get to play with it. Um, uh, we, all right, all right. I, let's all play a game. Hold on. Let's all play a game. Can Amy I, already got to play it. Amy already got to play it. You out there listening, say it to yourself in your car or on we're in the gym, wherever you're at. Mike, what's your favorite sex condiment? For me, it's butter. I don't. I get honey. I would go with honey. I yeah, it's too sticky. Um, it doesn't allow no, enough. That's the point. There's can I, no, can no, I correct no. myself? Because I did not mean that I use. I would usually go with hot sauce, in, but that's only when I'm sexual bo- way. That's only when I'm boofing it. You know, yeah. I would only. <laughs> it's only when I'm boofing it. I love a spicy butt. I love it. Okay. Wait, you said barbecue sauce? Uh, hot sauce, bitch. You hot sauce is your sex condiment. What's that wrong? with no, I like said butter originally. To me. Oh, it butter. Yeah, like, butter. Okay. Uh, I have a better, like one of the women I worked with on the beverage team for camp last week asked a fantastic question. Like if you could serve one condiment out of your finger, Oh, mm. what well, one finger, what, what would it be? One condiment? Uh, oh, hot sauce. Absolutely. Cause I just use that shit for myself. Yeah. And can I pick which finger? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this comes from the famous question of what are your five condiments for life and they shoot out of your fingers oh. and it's very important which fingers you pick so like there were I, five i'd had so i have my i have mine down yeah. i've had them down <laughs> for years okay so it's honey mayonnaise olive oil hot sauce mustard okay I what kind I, of mustard honey mustard oh mustard, fucking great poupon bitch. what do you mean you don't know you've got There's a, so okay many anyway fucking kinds of mustards ah <laughs> uh, mustard so, All right, Amy. So I got chastised for my answer because I said peanut butter. What? <laughs> Which is kind of not a condiment. It's not a condiment. However, however, it is a condiment. It's. Mm. I like I like peanut butter on my ice cream. So like, and I warm it up. I like peanut butter on my burgers. Yeah, I like peanut butter all the time. Peanut butter is yeah, like the. I'm actually with Amy on this one. All right, I uh, can I actually select all five peanut butter and just like <laughs> fucking like. Thanos some peanut butter out of my fucking hands or some shit. <laughs> All right. Let's get back into the Sarah, gauntlet is, on yeah, that note. What is going on? Let's get back into the gauntlet on that note. Uh, Did chunk- you just become best friends? Yes. Uh, uh, well, it depends on this question. Smooth or chunky? For peanut butter. Peanut butter. No. Chunky. Oh, thank yes. You. Oh, thank All God, right. Dude. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, you, think that, you think that would? You think I get that would hurt? Coming up your... for so like... No, come on. How can you just like smooth peanut? Wait, you think it's gonna hurt coming out of your fingertips? Like if it was coming out of your chunky. butt? I think there's gotta be like. I think the thumb's gotta do chunky, and then I have like smooth on the other one. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah, got a little good. bit more room for activity. All right. <laughs> All right. Question number six: Ratchet and crazy customers. Um, or, but we have actually expanded this category. And the reason why is because as many customers that come in 
like that guy dropping hundred dollar sure. bills, being ratchet. There are also these customers that like they stay with you. So like Mike, explain how this category has grown. Yeah, I mean, we do love hearing about the ratchet customers. Don't get us wrong. But, you know, also this could also just be like memorable or impactful customers, somebody that it's maybe not a negative experience. But like Steve said, it's it's an interaction or a person that you're never going to forget. Can I go very Baltimore with this? Oh, go sure. very Baltimore. Leroy. Lee? I don't know who that is. <gasps> yeah, you said he did. Well, no, you you did work in in Fell's places. Leroy was one of the like. OGs that be bopped around the city and went into all the Fells point. Was he the old guy that would always wear the bow tie and shorts, white guys? That's Bowtie Bob. Bowtie Bob. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is alive. I love, I love Bowtie him Bob. so much. He might never die. Uh, I saw him in front of a squeegee I, I boy. Just the and end, since he just has the all the basilica, like watching over him, I don't think he will. How and does he I come up with all those? I've never seen about him in him. the same outfit. Oh no, no, it's He's incredible. A, Christopher Schaefer outfits him. He's like got he, 400 bow This ties. man is dressed to the nines. He's like it's amazing. in his late 80s, early 90s. He walks the city. Walks the city everywhere and just loves wow. a Guinness and can only have one to two depending on, one to two a week depending on what, whatever nurse says. So he walks the yeah. uh, <laughs> Leroy was a staple in the community he's no longer with us but he would come into every establishment he call this is the only man that can call me a beautiful goddess beautiful goddess beautiful goddess <laughs> and i would not be mad at him like hi leroy how are you today like it's fucking awesome to see you uh he is just one of the most memorable people i've ever experienced and i think that's very much very much a Baltimore thing, and I think most Baltimore humans would. Yeah, I, I I assure you, he's a Fells Point staple. Yes. Okay. I you know, the last time I worked in Fells Point was probably twenty fifteen or sixteen, so it's been a long time, and um, I remember almost every bar district either of us I think have been a part of have been those uh ramblers yeah you know and uh some of them we love in an affectionate way some of them we like um dread i love when you leave right yeah <laughs> so i remember uh we connected before we really got on mic about the fact that um you know i got crabs here at the house tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. i used to work in a crab house we obviously learned that you were first at amon's you know crab house and um the one I worked at, it was on uh, York Road, and we used to call them, you know, these the York Road junkies, these guys that would just walk up and down York Road, and you'd see them every day, and they'd be from one bar to the next, and you knew that they were going from, you, you'd ask them which direction they were heading, <laughs> right? Like, what is it today? Like, next is point still. Okay, next one, going the other direction. And um, it's crazy. It, it's interesting how the bar business um kind of is a light to a moth for these people that don't have a home elsewhere and and, and you you love those ones like leroy who are good and special and treat you right and are kind um and you dread these other ones man that was that was dread. a great that was a great monologue steve so anyway amy <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about leroy are there any other idiosyncrasies uh, idiosyncrasies mean, about him that really stand? <laughs> <laughs> hey to be fair 
Leroy got kicked out. It really was. It was very nice, but I want to hear more about Leroy. <laughs> Leroy got kicked out of plenty of places. In, in look Baltimore. at his face. Amy, look at his face right now. He's so mad right now. Look at that sentiment he just gave you and you just. The only person it. that hated that monologue more than you was me. I <laughs> wanted it to end. I, I got so, I got caught up in the air. So what no, was uh, what, was, what was poignant, did he have a signature was, drink? Yeah, yeah, tell us more about Leroy. Leroy I mean, didn't get drinks. Mike's right. Leroy just made his presence known when he came in. He didn't. He never drank. He no, never made him well, a drink because we don't serve him. You don't serve him drinks because he was a you know. He's nice, but he doesn't have money. He's nice. He does well. He was a person that was on a fixed income. It was controlled mm. by other people. He also didn't mm. need to drink because he was probably I drinking see, it anywhere see, other yeah. than our space. <laughs> He could have gone either way, but every interaction that I had with him was always positive. He always said, beautiful goddess. How are you doing tonight? Beautiful goddess. And he called everybody beautiful a beautiful goddess. goddess. I am not <laughs> the only beautiful goddess, and I'm fully aware of that. Um, but it was, he was just, he was like a staple in, in Baltimore, and that was kind of fucking awesome. So I, I want to apologize that I went so off the rails there. It's just, you know. Because when you I were heard, being nice. No, I heard the term <laughs> "beautiful goddess," and that's what I call Mike during sex. And <laughs> I just—I he I says thought, that, but it's hard. It's hard to talk when he's gagged. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> have a little spittoon for him. Why do you think I want you to hear it finally? Why do you think I'm saying it now? <laughs> oh, that's what he said. <laughs> All right, our safe word is banana. Um, from now on. <clears throat> No, I, I do love that. And honestly, what you were saying, and, and I think it's even more interesting, the fact that you said that he didn't drink, that he, it was. It, it, he was coming around, I'm assuming, for the community, for seeing people and interacting. And that's something that even if you're not a drinker, you can get that from the bar business, from the service industry. And I, I think that's really awesome. Yeah. Very like a moth, moth to a flame. Yeah, Always. No, nice monologue, you bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number seven. <laughs> Fights arrested. So I'm sorry. No, he's not angry. I, really I just took the wind out today. of his sails. I, I really am angry today for no reason. I've had a great day, by the way. I've had a great day until about an hour before we started this recording, and then it went to shit. We're building it back But I'm up. so back. It's it's the Tempest Fugit, the uh, don't waste time, make the most of your time, right? Let's go Hell back yeah. to that sentiment. And this wonderful, wonderful guest that we have with us. So... Question number seven, Amy. Ooh, we already teased this one at the beginning, too. Fights, arrests, and fires. Now, Ooh, I'm a huge pyro. It sounds like you're a pyro. You love a good fire. But this, the reason that we integrated this particular category is because the restaurant business inevitably lends itself to chaos. And what I want to know is what people are made of, of people are made of when <laughs> chaos pops off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I'm going to give you a bartender story and a patron story, a patron that should have known better story. Bartender story. It's funny that I now run a nonprofit that focuses on safety in the hospitality industry, because when I first got introduced to safe bars, we were talking about different tactics that you use when you interact with guests and they're problematic and something happens. And I, in 2016, when I took my first safe bars training, they're like, what has been some problematic behaviors you experienced? I was like, well, I saw one of, I, I saw some rando come in and like punch one of my regulars in the face and then just like run off. 
they're like, okay, what did you do? He's like, well, I jumped over the fucking bar and I chased him <laughs> down Fleet Street. And, then, and I beat his ass. And I, I chased after this mystery person who I don't fucking know, who, but I like, again, the caretaker, which the caretaker inside of me is a very fierce protector and it's kind mm. of an asshole sometimes because I need to like dial it back in. But like, I grew up in the dive bar. Like I jumped over bars and I beat the shit out of people if they hurt my, my humans. And I, again, have grown and matured. Um, and I know I can use my words to a much more stronger advantage point. So I've definitely jumped over. It was for a fucking shot of Patron. Like the, the punch was over a shot of fucking Patron, really? which there are so many better tequilas in this Birthday Jimmy? Like, it was over fucking Patron, yeah. Was it there are so was it birthday, many Jimmy? different agaves that you can embrace. I'm sorry, I didn't hear your question. What was it? I said, was it birthday, Jimmy? No. No, it was not. Um, did you catch him? Uh, he ducked out right. He ducked around a corner right as I got to him, and mm. it was probably better because as I got over that, bar i realized that he was a person that was about a foot taller than me and even though i am fully capable of taking care of myself that adrenaline could not have helped out yeah. very well it wouldn't have ended up well so that's my ever, like do you ever like uh i have this you know we talk a lot about server nightmares and server mm -hmm. dreams and bartender nightmares on the show but um every now and then i really do have a wistful uh dream about me as like an old timey saloon bartender where the justice <laughs> is like, Oh, you're not paying. And I pick the bottle up and I smash it across the top of your head, <laughs> like very swift country justice. Like, uh -huh. do you ever dream about that time being a bartender? Cause I romanticize it in so many terrible, like, sure. Somebody might shoot a hole through you <laughs> and all your whiskey. And, and but um the idea of being um uh less regulated is somewhat romanticized for me in the bar business it sounds bit. like it or it's the way that she bartends i mean i'm, I'm just gonna be honest you, get, you got more balls than me girl because i would have not chased some stranger down the street who just assaulted a customer okay like, and, hey and was, hey was... somebody call the police <laughs> this was like this was easily like 15 years ago that I did that. Like I've learned to not jump over bars and use my words in a more careful manner. And that's why I said, I'm like, you know, a little dummy behind the bar where I'm like, is that really what you think right now? Yeah, is that yeah. really what you want to do? You almost dictate now yeah. more than you wait I, for somebody else to dictate. I now. puppeteer how I want people to play yeah. in my space. So, uh, I, I definitely don't do that anymore. Like I, I'm a gentle soul. Again, I know now it doesn't seem like that very much, but. <laughs> but do you You're, yearn for the mosh pit? I guess is what I'm saying. Do you yearn for the. Open this motherfucker up um, sometimes, but no. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I love being able to use words wisely. Sometimes that's nice. I also like, I, I have lifting. I have other outlets to, for aggression i have yeah, outlets sure. for aggression I, I i think i think that again this is one of these times where we're circling around something i think that this business has a lot of pent-up aggression oh my god a yes. lot and you got to find ways to get it out unfortunately the cliche of the asshole bartender or the angry bartender is unfortunately 
that's that person's pent up aggression of dealing with angry? a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> and of course they're angry that then they're letting out on the customer. Part of what I think you're doing as the health tender is trying to help people start the process of coping with those things yeah. through exercise, through better diet. But maybe, maybe the next iteration of what you're doing or even somebody else that comes behind you is not the health tender, but the anger management tender. <laughs> like, I'm serious, Jack man. Jack Nicholas. And I, and, and no, no, I, I'm serious. I say this as somebody who like, I'm a very happy person, but I'm also somebody that gets really wrapped up in that pent up aggression when I'm behind the bar for sure. Because why the fuck do people act that way? Why right. Why do they do that? Like. Well, their IQ drops when they walk in the door. We've already talked about that on the show. And uh, and and it feels like they're not even, it's not even a considerate thing. They're not even conscious for how they're acting. And that they makes feel it. They feel entitled to, yeah, it makes they feel entitled feel like to your, to your service yeah. that you owe, you owe something to them. And yeah. so as yeah. we, as we continue to talk about mental health on this show and, and what you're doing with herd and, you know, and chow and all these other um industry focused mental health programs like i think one of the things we don't talk enough about is just like straight up fucking anger which is it's palpable man it's oh, yeah. palpable in this business and i think that's why we ask can we just be honest i think that's why we ask this question like a lot of the fights arrest and fire story is shit popping off around us but the truth is like we're in such a volatile environment the reason i love those stories is because the only thing that seems to phase a bartender let me rephrase that. Not face, register on their fucking Richter scale is a fight, arrest, or a fire. Like it has to be so intense because they're already like so intensely in that moment of service or or stress or like tired or anger, or like all I these think, other things. And it, for me, it's like the level of disrespect. Like disrespect is is kind of what sets me off. Like, cause I again have said that I'm like fiercely protective of things. So it was that some stranger came off the street and like mm. punched a regular for no fucking reason other than a shot of a guy. You agave. couldn't abide that. You couldn't no, it's like, you couldn't in that moment abide that. You had you you felt so protective about that regular that you had to like make it right. Yeah. And that's again not the right choice there's other ways to go about it. But it's like, still pretty metal, but I agree. Yeah. yeah maybe don't, don't do that <laughs> Yeah, and for your and, own safety. Yeah. And let me give you a, a, when I was a guest and I was the worst guest I've ever been and I took my fight to the streets. So it's okay. Uh, I was in a, this was before I was sending off and going to Chicago. Okay. I was out with some of my friends. We went to see a boy burlesque, uh, performance at the Patterson. Oh, nice. And we went out for drinks afterwards. And my, my crew is all derby roller derby people like ex roller derby people. I have, I have bartender friends and I have, which I have questions friends. about. We're yeah. Do you, yeah do you, do you do, do you do roller derby? Not right now. We're going to come back to it. Stop. We'll, we'll come okay. back to roller derby. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out with my friends who happen to be all roller derby people. One of them is a, one of them is a bartender, ex bartender. Cause their family owns Blarney stone. Uh, okay. Whatever we tell the story religiously, uh, we were out at a bar drinking after that, and there was some dickhead at the bar that was making comments about one of my friend's bodies and saying that she was a 
she was a huge bitch, like making comments on her body and being a bigger woman. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What did you say? And I feel like I was looking for a fight. I was that asshole that was doing that. But I like don't. No, like this this people... sounds like this guy's looking for a fight. This right. Is, yeah. I don't like sometimes. when people disrespect my humans. You're oh, you got the loyalty gene. Oh God, so oh, I'm a Leo. you do. I'm you a lion, do, of course. Oh my God. Yeah. Listen, I say this as somebody who is in love with someone who has the loyalty gene. It is a. Fierce. It is the best thing and the most terrifying thing at the same time. Because blind if you're on the right side of over. dude, if you're on the right side of the loyalty gene, bravo. Like you're yeah. good. You're you're fine. In fact, you can kick your feet up and you can have a drink while they go to fucking bat for you. All right. But my God, dude, mm. if you're on the wrong side of that loyalty gene, you're fucked, dude, because they're never gonna let it go. It's like an you, you ever heard of you know how like alligators like a hundred percent of their bite strength is when the bite is closed uh-huh. and what 0.2% of the bite strength is their ability to open their mouth. That's the loyalty gene, dude. Like <laughs> once, once you fucked with somebody's person yeah, and it's like, I like them and you fucked with them. It's over. Like it's the bite. <laughs> well, and especially, especially in a circumstance like this, where it's just such an egregious thing. Like I, I've, you know, you would, it, Hearing this, you know, if you heard this in out in public, it doesn't matter if you've never met that person for some asshole to just be for no fucking reason commenting on to just be a dick for yeah. no reason. It was it was full on dickhead mode. Childish. Like, yeah. I, I also don't turn into like a violent person when like I haven't met. Uh, I will still protect people in every. No, state, and but, I like, don't. My people are my people and I hold mm-hmm. them so dear. Yeah, I don't mean I don't mean to make people. Uh, I don't mean to make it out as like it's an instant fight reaction. I just mean like there are these people that are fiercely defendant of the people that they care about. And oh, yeah. it is it, it starts with it starts with like advocacy like hey that is not how you treat my person like whether that's my sibling or my friend mm-hmm. or my family or somebody i just met or my bar regular yeah but then it graduates like if you want to take this to the next level like dude i do have this thing in me where yeah. like hey you have stepped over you. the line with the wrong person it's so my yeah, spe- so yeah. Speaking of taking it to the next level, so how did this play out? So being the classy human that I am, we moved it to the outside because uh-huh. I didn't want to be inside of this bar that I know, I know the owners, <laughs> and uh, like we went outside and I literally okay. like took my shoes off and took my earrings out. We were also dressed to the nines. This is like a group of people you that dressed. You did not lead with that information. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you got to pump the brakes a little bit I here. I took because, my so, shoes this off. Is, this is so, it's you and your roller derby friends, right? My roller and this- friends were very much into the same like 1950s like pinup style okay. way of dressing, which is. Like maybe kind of rockabilly stuff a little much, bit. Yeah, exactly okay. that. I don't know. What so, it is. Love like, it. Love it. I, I will send you pictures later. Uh, awesome. So we look fucking awesome. And okay. this person's being a douchebag. And some some dickhead guy fucking so, with a group of ladies. Some dickhead guy says it, and I ask him to repeat himself. And he says, Do You give him the chance. I give him the chance. And then his girlfriend, his oh. girlfriend who's with him, also says something stupid. And I'm just like, Okay. Uh, and we kind of move outside with them. Do you invite them out? 
I don't really know how he got to the outside, quite frankly. You're just seeing red at this point in time. Yeah, it's uh-huh. a I saw red, and next thing I knew, we were outside, and we were all outside, and we were just like, you know, taking I, the, like the worst. <laughs> The worst thing about it is that this guy was such a piece of shit that he let his girlfriend go through the fight with all of us. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm, I'm dying to know. Did he like come out and fight you guys, or did he? Nope. He let his girlfriend. He let fight. his girlfriend take everything. What a fucking! It. It's just his girlfriend versus a group of roller derby women. Yeah, there was four. Oh my god! And we were not, not a dainty small human when do you think he realized that you guys played roller derby (laughs) never did not know what was coming towards him no no Uh, but i'm saying when his girlfriend was in a headlock do you think he was like i wonder if these girls do roller derby i don't know i don't think so i don't think that's normally like a thing that people think about (laughs) maybe so how 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 bad did you girls fuck this lady up well the cops came so (laughs) that kind of interrupted things a little bit i hate it when the cops interrupt my fucking upper right and also like hate it what a day to be a white privileged woman like we were very fortunate like it was it was really shitty like we as most we got off without like being in trouble because we were fucking white chicks and that's really shitty to because if there were other people in our position they would not have been so lucky yeah uh so we were like, I don't know what happened, sir. This people just started yelling at us and they were doing dumb shit. Yeah, and I have to pause you because I listen, the, this is this is one of those moments as a man. I feel disadvantaged. Now, stay with me here. People. He wasn't even there. If I'm fighting someone away. and the cops show up, I can't put my earrings and my heels back on and be like, <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. We're not doing a thing. When the cops show up, I'm still in the exact outfit I'm in, you know. And uh, and he's like, are you say are you saying that you're more privileged than the white women in this situation? I'm not or saying less, that. Or less, saying less, that, less privilege like, is what I meant. No, I'm saying like a fucking bat suit, like Superman in a phone booth. She goes, I took off my earrings and my shoes, and I fought this bitch. And let me ask, I'm just gonna ask, when the cops showed up. Where were your earrings and your shoes? Were they back right on? Back, right back on my back. <laughs> Thank you very much. No, I, I Thank like you very much. We we joke we talk about it, we joke about it, and we also recognize like, hey, like if we were anybody else other than ourselves, we would have been in a most fucked up position. So it is a memorable thing because it was like, this is the way we send off my name was Federal Kill in <laughs> in roller derby. This is the way we send off Fed as Fed's going to Chicago. And uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep going. I, I, Keep going. Uh, so yeah, so we 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 talk about it, we honor it, we joke it, and like everybody has matching tattoos as a result. Mike. And like, Ooh, what's Mike. the what's the Mike, tattoo? No, 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 of? you shut your mouth. You <laughs> shut your mouth, Mike. You shut your mouth. I have a question for the end of the show. You shut your mouth. Go ahead. Okay. No, not now. We're gonna get we're gonna get there. It was certainly a thing and it was uh Whew. it's something that we talk about, but we also recognize that there was like if we were anybody else, we would have been fucked in that position. So yeah. that person was also an asshole and I uh, hope that chick fuck it. The next day, my guilty conscience, because like this is this is my growth, and I'll tell you that, I immediately I was like I told the bar owner, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I've we've gotten a fight outside of the thing. They're like, 
oh my god, the, that couple is a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> like, every fucking time, they are. Such thank a God somebody. Problem. Thank God somebody rang them out. You know. And, yeah. Uh, now, I, I don't want to beat this dead horse here. You know, I don't want to keep asking sure questions. Sure you but, do. Uh, okay, just I just got to know. Do you remember like? Were you guys like stepping up and going at this chick like one at a time or was it more of a pass around situation? I mean, kind of how did the fight play out? You know what I mean? I understand that you got interrupted, but how was this? How was this kind of because it's one chick versus a bunch of roller derby chicks. I mean, this could have gone really sideways. Yeah. So I probably did you take off your shoes and put on your skates and you're all like fucking skating at her fucking <laughs> more elbows on, in the head more balance on wheels than than in sorry I'm like, sorry it's ridiculous curb stopping uh, her with a fucking bunch no, of there was no curb stopping I definitely I mean we definitely yeah. it was it was it was cathartic we were all feeling very emotional uh it was cathartic it was, <laughs> we so celebrated it, our season because the personalities that were there it was like me and the person that was like the the kind of like harassment was directed towards mm-hmm. are like like super fucking tight ass bitch friends and Copacetic, like yeah, both of sure. us <laughs> i was like she is so beautiful and wonderful. She was grabbing her hair and she's like, this dry ass hair, you're going to be with this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> like it was like, wait, oh, she's oh. talking shit to the boyfriend <laughs> while she's fucking up the boyfriend's yeah. girl. I was like, is this <laughs> the kind of, what? That it was, it was like awkward, bullshit. positive hollering while also beating this bitch up. It was like, is this the kind of man you think that you want to be with? Oh my, oh God. my God. That's incredible. <laughs> and this is something, listen, again, this is something a man could never do. There, There's a special thing about a woman beating ass. Well, and I, I mean, mean this in were, an affectionate way. If you were way. to give the same kind of like, Hold on. Hollering topic what, to somebody. I'm, what? I'm going like, to beat a guy's ass and be like, yeah, this is, is the this guy you want to be with. Masculinity has come to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I could do that, but people would not, you know, like, uh, like the thing about two guys fighting is everybody wants to see, put him to sleep, put him to sleep, put him to sleep. They just want to see like a haymaker, right? Two girls fighting, right? Or, well, or scenario, more than two girls fighting. <laughs> well, in the scenario that you're, that you're, painting for me it's not even physical you're doing emotional damage to that I mean, there was there was and that's something damage. that i gotta be honest with you i also don't even while think grabbing i think somebody's hair and time. slamming it into their faces oh, the that's great that's great. that makes me so happy yeah, just a little bit i'm proud i, I mean, also just love the I, vision in my mind met, of we a, met like a bunch two of... hours ago and i'm proud of you <laughs> i'm proud of you dude I, yeah. I also just love the idea of you ladies all dressed up in your rockabilly pit up stuff, just, just beaten so ass, fucking hot, and beating the <laughs> shit out of somebody. And we have like the one person I expected to be like the fighter in our group was like more of the lookout. So there's really? always there's always a lookout, in the group, really? right? So there was one person that was a lookout, and then there was another like the hottest chick in our group. Please go for it. Yeah, also, for it. do you want? Um, uh, well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get the there. hottest chick in our group has the mm-hmm. highest pitch voice, and it's so beautiful because she was like, Can you do she's like don't you ever talk about my friend like that?" <laughs> <laughs> just like fucking running off, and it was just like, just the cutest uh, shit ever. Uh, and also, like, she threw down too, but it was just like, yeah, I, I just. 
I fucking love you know, the group of friends. It's, they're so beautiful. These these two people that you got in the scuffle with, uh, obviously, just trashy behavior. Just dirtbags. I, I do have to say, I got to give this lady a little bit of... She's got some balls, at least. I mean, you know, coming out and going going toe to toe with a group of roller derby ladies. I mean, yeah, and I really I mean, she didn't she know they were roller derby ladies. They were, oh, I, said the shit in the first place. They didn't have their skates on. You know what I mean? No, I understand, but in order to be a roller derby derby person, because you, you're you're a tall lady, right? I'm like five seven on a good day, so I'm okay. not super tall. Okay, well, regardless, a chick going to fight a group of other women in general. All right. Is just there's a little bit of balls there, you know. I'm I'm just yeah, saying. I mean, I I'm not, I'm not trying to like praise her, five. but so. <laughs> All right, question number seven. God damn it! Moving along. I meant question number eight. Question number eight. <laughs> now, originally, this category we called it the sexy Lexi. It was sex stories, but we have expanded it. It's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. What we want to hear about is when the bar business turns into a party. Okay. We already know that this business is crazy. It, it is uh lends itself to debauchery. Mm-hmm. What we want to hear is when the sex, drugs and rock and roll comes into play behind the bar and all the friction between people. Or yeah, it doesn't have to be behind the bar too. It could be uh customers, you know, anything. uh, anything. anything like that. Yeah. I don't fuck with guests. <laughs> no. Uh, Not even if you have five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. No. Also, when you're definitely sloppy as shit, not happening. Uh, I, I mean, the bar, the dive bar that I cut my teeth at, pretty much everybody dated everybody in there, but it was still a high functioning space. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's like. I've been in a handful of those. Those are. Few and far between. Very few and far. Where it feels like we're all doing everybody, but we're all being professionals. And yeah. That's not and common. Also, yeah, super not common. Also, nobody in that space smoked cigarettes. Okay. We all drank our faces off. We all fucked each other, but we didn't smoke cigarettes. Where was, was this? Like Atlantis? One of the only bars <laughs> in Baltimore. Where- sorry. Hold on. You're telling me there's a bar where everybody fucked everybody, but nobody fought and no one smoked cigarettes. That bar doesn't exist. I'm sorry. That's I not mean, a real place. We fought. You blacked out. Don't get me wrong. No, like we fought. We had different things that we fought about and various dumb quarrels, but yeah. I don't know if I have a good story for that one. How about drugs and rock and roll? Because it doesn't always have to be sexual. I mean, the thing about the bar business is it naturally lends itself to um, sooner or later, you'll see when someone goes for it, right? Like they go for it. The real party of parties. And what I mean is like, it's like a bachelor party gone wrong. It's a, someone who's just, he just got fired from their job. They're at their wits end. They're just gonna drink, like, like run up the last dollar that they have on a bar tab. It's all kinds of crazy shit. I feel like I worked at the dive bar that we also had a very beautiful relationship with a strip club that was right off the street. So like those were the people that were our regulars on it. Sure. I don't know. That was just a normal thing. So it's it's like hard for me to identify that because it was just normal to have the dancers there and us go there and 
for some of us get beaten by belts when we go to their space. Uh, for fun. Can, for fun. Can you name this can you name the strip club? It doesn't exist anymore. Well, so it does, but it's by a new name, right? I assume you're talking. No. Not- uh do you remember the Big Easy? Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus. Oh. He's still he's still paying off those loans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I thought I thought she was talking about scores, but no, no. I did go scores is now penthouse. Yeah. And when I went to That's go That's why I asked. Yeah. I asked. No. Uh I get, went to watch the fight there a couple weeks ago. It was very nice because it was one of the only <laughs> places that nice. was like, you know, showing the fight. You know, when Mike and I first moved to Baltimore, um, it was a hundred and twenty dollars on a Sunday night to get a penthouse bus to pick you up at your, wherever you were in the city limits and they would drive you to the penthouse. It was, you know, just like a shitty short bus, like mm-hmm. one of those black private buses and $120. They'd drive you and all your friends down there. They'd have bottle service on the bus. And usually that bottle service would be by, she wouldn't be stripping on the bus, but mm-hmm. some girl that would be, you know, scantily clad, yeah. providing bottle service. And when you get there, if you were in the industry, 10 to like midnight was, wouldn't it free alcohol? So one of, one of the reasons, so was, we went to, I, I we went to scores, free, free we went to alcohol. scores, we went to scores a lot when we lived there together, because if you brought a pay stub from working yeah. at a bar or restaurant, yeah, you, had to have you, a got, pay you, you got in for free and then you got free drinks until midnight and you couldn't get like top shelf, but you could get cocktails and beer, whatever you wanted. And yeah. we were such naive young men and we're like oh this is great we're gonna go we'll tip the doorman we'll tip the guy in the bathroom we'll tip the ladies and we won't spend a lot of money we'll just have a good time and then you wake up the next morning you've got an atm receipt for 300 fucking dollars stuffed in your back pocket and that happened more times than i would like to admit and that yeah that that was pretty uh, we have actually a terrible story of me getting way too fucked up in that fucking strip club so but, uh, not not to go down another rabbit hole, but since we're talking about sex, drugs, we and just, rock, uh... since we're talking about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, my uh, longtime ex, good friend of mine to this day, um, she enjoyed scores just as much as Michael did, and Michael has this incredible ability to talk to strippers. <laughs> Um, we, we we truly did go because of the free the, the right. entry and everything right. though because otherwise I'm otherwise like, i wouldn't have been going to the strip club you see how, Michael, would you like to be friends you see how uncomfortable <laughs> it feels? No, i'm just you saying he feels i'm not um, uncomfortable i'm just i'm just I, I, but, mike, I, I, but mike has mike has this self-deprecating <laughs> quality about him that when he walks into any strip club every stripper can talk to him like they're his best friend ever i don't understand i've never seen yeah, i'm a nice like guy that. steve that's what it is you I'm are a nice guy and i love you you are a nice guy and i love you and i love Okay, look, look, let me explain for Steve. Mike, okay, and no, 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 because we got it. We got to keep moving on with you the don't even know but, <laughs> I, but I'm going to explain. This is one of the reasons why I love strip clubs. Okay, and I don't really go to them anymore unless it's a bachelor party or something. But what I, I love about strip clubs, clubs go to them all the, time. the the normal um, veil between men and women is completely eviscerated when you walk in. The women know exactly why you're there you know exactly why why they're there and it's kind of like that 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 bullshit that is between men and women is kind of just it's it's alleviated and you can just speak to them like you know just normal people because it's as a guy because mike does speak to them like normal people and but as well i just mean as a guy going up to and they are i didn't mean it to come out no like they that. I just are meant, I'm just, but I just, I'm just, I just meant, let me fucking that. get Go through ahead. this because Sorry, it's already a, a fucking mess. He's but, a uh, <laughs> I'm not upset, but, uh, 
but uh, I loved it because I love talking to beautiful women. I, I enjoy having a conversation. The, the, the part of the brain that lights up when you lock eyes with someone that you find attractive is the same part of the brain that lights up when you win money or do cocaine. It's a nice experience. Doing that as a guy in a normal bar setting, I don't have Steve's fucking jabber mouth that can go up and fucking, you know, talk his way, you know, in any situation. And it's difficult as a guy to go and try and, and you know, strike up a conversation with an attractive girl at a bar. There's a lot of red tape to just to get to have a conversation at a strip club you can go and pick the most beautiful most attractive woman there Breathe, and you can go Mike. and sit and talk to him sorry <laughs> God damn it. i'm getting too points. excited he's making but i'm just saying I, that's I'm why that's you. that's why i love the strip clubs because you can go up and you can no bullshit them and you still make sure to i'll still throw them 20 bucks just for sitting down and just having a conversation but that's what one of the reasons why i really enjoyed the strip clubs because you could go and sit and talk to a, a pretty lady and you could cut most through all that bullshit and it was it was always an interesting experience most people are listening and thinking bullshit you like the titties but the of course i do too i mean i love looking at beautiful women don't get me wrong we all love titties come on yes of hell, I've, I've been to, i've been to male strip clubs and that's a hell of an experience too so yeah. look at no, the way they but grind. I, I actually mean this as a compliment <laughs> and i appreciate how eloquently mike just put that there is this weird thing with Mike where he almost feels like a reservation in regular society, but he is the most on he is so like poignant and honest and straight to the point with uh women in strip clubs to the point where it's like Mike would be if I was a stripper, Mike would be my favorite, favorite patron. Like Mike is the perfect patron because he just treats me like a normal human being. Right now, then again, every now and then I would get too drunk and still buy a lap dance. But that only happened a handful of times. <laughs> wow, we really got on. Uh... Yeah, this was terrible. It was great. We we went we went to as Vegas. I'm realizing, as I'm realizing what I'm saying, uh, let's let's talk and, about well, hold on. Just we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this all up in a nice little bow. We went to Vegas for a trade show, and my brother drug us out to fucking Sapphire Club. I hate Vegas strip clubs. And Miller Lights, nineteen fucking dollars. It's a nightmare. So, so I just I just yeah. stood. He he wanted to go so we we're like all right we'll go i stood at the back bar and by the way the bartender said he'd come on he's gonna come on when we go back to vegas i stood at the back bar where there were no ladies and this is a huge trade show so women fly in from out of state and they'll clear like ten thousand dollars in a fucking weekend just you know working working there and then fly back home this uh, ABN that you went out for <laughs> no 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 it's it's a it's a construction expo but you got it it's con x so you got these big wigs from all over the country flying in who own multi-million dollar companies and shit so they'll come out and they'll they'll spend five thousand dollars without even thinking twice about it but i just stood at the back bar talking to the bartender and i just kept my phone sitting on the bar so that way every time one of the girls walked up and was like hey you, you want to go get a dance how are you what's your name how are you doing i'm like oh i'm sorry i'm in a fight with my girlfriend right now and she's about to call me back any minute and then they would walk away and i'd drink my 19 <laughs> miller light so there are some there are some little tricks and hacks to getting around that but this has we, been we a fucking a, mess we, we need should to do move a the fuck on we should do a separate podcast about bad. how to maneuver a strip club with michael windsor oh absolutely right. well and also if you have any if you if you have any ladies from any of the strip clubs that would like to be on we would love to get some oh, perspective from dying. that because i and, imagine and, and, they have had some crazy stories despite most of your experience tonight we would do it respectfully yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> question number nine. God damn it. Bar hazing pranks and games. Okay. This is how this is actually Mike and I's favorite category. Okay. Um, this is how you keep the morale up, how you kind of keep things things fresh and interesting when it gets boring at the bar, when you haven't got a few tables. How do you keep uh just no. the fun going? Or sometimes even when you're busy as fuck and you're fucking with your coworkers because you think it's funny. 
Oh God. God, I feel like we haven't let Amy talk for the last like. Oh 15 no, you're you're, you're I hate perfect. It. I hate I, it. I, I'm I hate trying to think perfect. of what I can actually. I hate do. you. I hate me. I hate the show. I hope no one listens anymore. Amy, please talk. No you're bullshit. Doing, Amy's been you're great. All doing great. Amy, please talk. <laughs> uh, it goes a multitude of ways. I'm trying to think of some of the. The classics are great, right? Like the yeah. left-handed ladle. Empty and, out the hot water, drain the hot yeah, water. Give me out, a bag yeah. of steam. Mop the mop the freezer. Mop the freezer is just dangerous. I'm mop the freezer is so mean because when that first mop goes down and it sticks to the floor, you're like, wait, how am I supposed to do this? Why won't it move? You know, that's a that's a tough one. You know, um, there's there's a lot of good ones over the years. We we used to have one where uh, we would try to get people, uh, coworkers to pull their cars up to the front of the building. Now you have to be working in a strip mall sort of um, restaurant, right? Like where there's only a front facing, like you're only going to walk out the door. Yeah. There's not going to be a back employee parking lot. We try to get the employees to pull their cars up. And the trick of the game was if they pulled their car straight in, in front of the building, you knew they would never walk around the back of their car to get in their car. Right? <laughs> because why would you? Right? Yeah, like you're yeah. leaving work, you've pulled in to one of these spots, you're not going to walk around the back of your car. So then you draw like the most ridiculously veiny penis that you could possibly <laughs> draw as large as you could on a piece of wax paper and you tape it to the back of their car. <laughs> right? That's, you know, things like that. It's definitely. And then they drive home. <laughs> uh, I have an idea for this. But I have to pee. May I like type out? Yeah. Oh, so sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> Pause. You, so sorry. Honestly, she, she should have just left like 15 minutes ago when Steve and I wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. That would have been a better. Yeah. Do you think do you think she's going to pee or do you think she's sneaking out the back right now? No, she's going to jump out the window. <laughs> so bar hazing pranks and games. Question number nine. Give us a skinny on times that you're trying to kill time. Right. And, and keep the morale up and just like do something fun while you're at work. Fuck with somebody at work. Fuck. Come on. You had the whole bathroom visit. I to know. Think about this, I, Amy. I think I really just had like my bladder full. I'm trying to think I'm like the worst hazer of, of all time because I'm somebody had to haze you because here's the thing about the worst hazers. Those are the best people to haze. They're take, <laughs> they're, they're so intense. And I know you, you're ADHD, right? Yeah. So like, I bet 14, 15 year old you was super fun to fuck with because you were super intense and you were like almost like too much in it. No yeah, one ever like fucked the, with the you. Pool, the pools on the fucking third floor kind of thing or on the, the top level of the, the building. The crab house. They had to have fucked with you at the crab house. Come on. Yeah, they weren't great. It was literally like you were take, 14, right? Take this bag of trash out, which is just like leaking. <laughs> like you don't realize when you're picking it up that it's leaking crab goo outside of it. And there's yeah. all these little claws that have pinched holes in it. And it's yeah, just you like get leaking, stabbed. They're sharp. Leaking shit down the back of your legs, which is like super cute. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, really, we, can, we can we can look at this from a different point of view, too, is is while you're at work is fucking around something that you're not that into. You know what I mean? Like fucking with people and stuff. That's As you said, you're very protective. Yeah, I uh, don't like I, I don't fuck around with my people. What do you do when you get bored? What do you do when you get bored at work? Like when you're behind the bar, when you're behind the pipes and it's like a light day, no one's there. 
right? Or a couple customers are there. What do you do when you're bored? It's talking shit and running like different quotes back from movies and things like that. All right. Yeah. What would you go? Then pretend Mike and I are two bartenders <laughs> sitting the there with like you. No, that's I haven't that's, put that's, on that's not how conversations happen. That's why the gauntlet's hard. It's not <laughs> you, know what, be... you know what you should you know what you should tell her about. You should tell her about. I can't remember what guess it was, but the movie quote game because she might actually enjoy playing. Well, this. yeah. So they they play the Daisy Chain game. You ever play the Daisy Chain game? Because we played that a million bars, right? So like the Daisy Chain game is you name either an actor or movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like um. You Harrison play, Ford was the example we did play last with three, time. You got I no, no, but let's this. let's do a new I can one. Do this. Let's do a new one. Okay. Let's play with three play, three people. So, Mike, name an actor or movie. Okay, uh, American Beauty. Okay, American Beauty is the movie. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to name an actor. Okay, yeah, Christian Bale. Now you have to connect American, American Beauty. Psycho. You have to connect American Beauty to Christian Bale. Somehow. Is that how it works? Yes. So, like for example. Okay. Um, oh, there's the train. That's an all drink. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so, for example, like American Beauty has Kevin Spacey in it. Kevin Spacey was in House of Cards with Robin Wright. Robin Wright was that in going. fucking. Oh, yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> Wormwood with Christian Bale. Christian Bale's in. <laughs> You okay. know, you I was to, gonna say, like Christian Bale's not an American Beauty. It was like, no, you have to connect the two. You have to connect the two somehow. Okay. So, like, uh, or or here's it. Here's a better example, right? Like, um, who's um, who is uh the uh uh co-actor in uh, American Psycho with Christian Bale? Uh, what's his name? Who plays Paul? Jared Leto. Jared Leto, right? Jared Leto is in uh fucking batman so you know you you have to connect the pieces in some way sorry okay i mean i love that i love obscure like ways of i don't know what, what i was raised would by you guys just do so. movie quotes uh i mean most of the people that i worked with were definitely very much into like ace ventura bullshit mm. and and <laughs> stuff of that era yes very much 90s and early early yes. aughts uh for the bullshit quotes have you ever talked with your butt cheeks uh, have I asked you a few questions? Absolutely. Have you, you have ever? More important question: Have you ever bartended with your butt cheeks? Have I? What? Have you ever bartended with your butt cheeks? Uh, no, but I'm pretty sure that I could like pinch a a spoon and stir a cocktail without. Oh my god! Issue. Hello, sir. What yeah. can I do for you today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I have pretty accurate control of that, so I'll I'll test that. When we're away and give you feedback. Well, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. In lieu of putting more screws into you, I will ask you to uh, be more provocative and play a few more games. I I will play all the games. And when we have you, sorry that I don't have hazing in. No, it's okay. Like it's not all. It's not all about hazing. Yeah, yeah. not all about hazing. Some of it is just the, um, you know, the regalia of saying, "Hey, no one's here right now. How do we keep ourselves interested?" Like. We used to play, um, do you remember that paper toss game? Like on your phone where like the fan would blow and you'd toss the paper and you'd have to like, like get it with the fan into the waste bucket. I hope some people know what I'm talking about. Paper oh God, toss. Amy, if you haven't played that game, you just have not lived. Let me tell oh, you, you know, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> think I've lived, but we I but played I, paper football. One, one, one <laughs> bar I worked at, we actually recreated paper toss where we set up a bunch of fans and then a bunch of like <laughs> baskets because no one was there that day. So and like, I, we, I, 
I know? like this perspective too, though, because I, I, I might, maybe I'm off base here, but I kind of get the feeling that you would be the bartender at, at the, at the spot that if people were fucking around and screwing with each other, you'd be the one to be like, Hey, quit fucking around. Y'all played too much. And, you know, and having them not, quit you know, be dicks to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very Which, much and I love that. And that's a great answer to this question to where, sure you is. know, that's, that's, yeah. that's another element to this, you know, to the bar business and the different types of bartenders we have on. So to wrap this up, I will ask, and maybe you don't have an answer for this, which is fine. What's your favorite uh, drinking game? Oh, I love asshole. Ooh. How do you play asshole? Ooh, that's good. If you, uh, Hey, if you got to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. No, it's a great game. Asshole Kings, uh, Little Man oh, the- on top of the Kings. Uh, oh, like asshole when you get to create rules and have like Little Man that you have to take off it, the drink and put back on. Yeah, but with the cards around in a circle and each card is a different has a different meaning. Yeah, so yeah. we call it uh, we call it Circle of Death out here in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Two is you, yeah. three is me, four is the yeah. floor, four five is, four. is guys, six is chicks, seven is heaven, eight is pick a mate, ten is categories. Right, Jack is rule it's it depends no, Every, no, no, re, re, it, is, it differs regionally it, jack we, is we do it jack like is ace is ace is waterfall rhyme, queen is question max or king is make a rule and ace is waterfall right yeah no, that's a great one or jack have you ever, never have i ever i don't know have you ever played uh have you ever f- played slap a hoe or slap cup <laughs> oh wait uh probably a very different version for roller derby but Stack a hoe. It's it's where it's where two ping pong balls. And you're trying to bounce them into solo cups, and oh, then you. Sl- okay. Well, no, I'm just saying, look that fucking game okay. up because Mike, the, Mike, the Mike, Mike I think you missed a really. Okay. Mike, I think you missed your joke. Please invite me, I'm Mike. There. I think you well, missed her joke, which was she plays a different version for roller derby. Oh, it's like okay. I'm sorry, I got you that. Fucking idiot! You should let I'm that. Sorry, I hate. I'm just excited. I love. Question number ten. So do I. Whiskey slaps is literally take a shot. All right, guys. Slap your pal question so. 10 <laughs> firing and quitting stories or as we affectionately call this category getting 86 <laughs> sorry i stole your line yeah you stole it then he gave it but, back which but, was the weird part but tell us about when people got fired you got fired somebody got fired <sighs> or fired someone yeah do 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 sorry i have to think you're good I don't like quitting things. So uh, I'm shocked by that information. Weird competitive <laughs> bullshit. That is crazy to me. Wait, now. you don't give up? Oh, <laughs> that no, blows no, my mind. Very, <laughs> no, but I have to imagine that um I have to imagine that as an opinionated and ADHD riddled person, you had to have come to head even if with with management or with uh bar management bar manager. Um yeah, I'm really having a tough time. Um, give us an idea of when there's that angst with, am I going to continue working here? So I definitely quit after the moldy incident. Mm-hmm. There you go. COVID. That's a classic, right? And it also riddled me with a ton of guilt because that's where I am now. I'm not that feisty. I am still you feisty. Heard, you heard about that? Did you hate quitting? Oh, 
Oh my God, I hate it. I hate it. Now, where, where did that guilt come from that like you could be the savior <laughs> of the moldy bar? I've been in a lot of therapy but to you thought dissect you could that save that years. moldy bar? I was going to say, Steve. <laughs> You're really digging deep. I um, am. That's my fucking job. That's um, what I do. It's called people-pleasing tendencies, and it's something I've Man. been working on very diligently it's, for a You know, it's crazy. Years. Don't work on it too diligently because it's a beautiful <laughs> – no, because it's a beautiful trait. I, it, I, it also explains. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I, no, no, no. It's uh, I'm I'm very dedicated to the things that I do. It's very hard for me to break ties with those sure. things because, like, I don't get involved with shit unless I feel all right. So very intensely passionate. Yes. Right. Right. So, God, this is so easy. You're actually making this so easy. Okay. You ready? How easy? This sure. Is? All right. This question is no longer about you. It's about the people you've seen in the business that don't care the way you fucking care, dude. Tell us about the people that don't care the way you do that got fucking axed. Because I know you've seen them. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, the lethargic and the cathartic, like the, the people that just do not give a fuck that walk into work and get themselves roped in this business, you have to see it. And, and, and I know you see it because you distinctly care. I mean, I see all fucking ends of that shit. I see people that come in there swinging a thousand dicks long that think that they can like take over an entire fucking bar that can't even make a goddamn avaca soda, which is like, yeah, uh, again, go to for that. I see people that absolutely have no fucking worth that work ethic whatsoever and think that they can show up an hour late or whatever and sloth around. Yeah. This party sloth knows how to fucking party, but the sloths of the fucking industry yeah. are goddamn atrocious. I didn't mean to insult the party <laughs> sloth. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry about that. It's not, that was not my intention. No, I get it. I get it. Um, shit. I I feel like the the last two questions are like the worst ones because I. It's always such a very weighted decision no to get out no of i'm sorry no listen again i'm not gonna let you slip out of here so simply here, look, <laughs> not, the I'm reason not, the gauntlet is tough is because of this snake. look look, look. first off mike and i i'm, I'm so, i just want to i just want to apologize to everyone yeah, yeah. You for, should, on behalf of steve and me you just, should <laughs> you should apologize for what i'm about to say look, mike and i carefully crafted every one of these questions and by carefully crafted i mean we had a list of 100 that we boiled down into 10. and if you think that we did not then think to put them in a very specific order mm -hmm. you'd be wrong listener there's a reason that the last two questions are fun and games and then i'm 86 and i'm out of here all right there's a reason we picked those and now i admit they're not easy to answer because they are emotional mm -hmm. okay it's, am I fucking around at work? Am I hazing other people? Am I getting fired? Did I quit myself? Did I, I fire somebody? I give you an somebody? emotional response if that's No, 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 no. I know you can. But I also know you to, again, be this very protective and loyal person that we've learned yeah. over the last couple of hours. And so I understand why these particular questions are tough for you. I do feel, and I could be wrong, that you are in some way protecting someone that got fired in some amazing fashion. And I want that story. I want it, which is why I am trying to press a little bit harder here. But if that story is not there, that's okay. I'm going to slug this whiskey and we're going to move on. 
I was going to say, you guys should play. We should go back to question number nine, and you should play slap whiskey with Steve, but only you go. <laughs> just no. take a shot, Steve. Take a shot. Let just, uh, we're just out. <laughs> we're actually out. So. Yeah. yeah. No, um, honestly, I, I'm only pushing you just because it doesn't shock me that you're somebody that hasn't been fired. It doesn't shock me that you're somebody mm -hmm. that hasn't quit a lot, but I have to imagine you have seen some people uh, be fired or I quit. did get and fired from GNC. Okay. Well, I'll take it. You got something here for me? It's, no, it's not. It's not really good. I went. Would to you go like snort a bunch of the vitamins? No. You're like, fuck you, Paul. It's not even, it's not even good. I'm you not creatine a bitch. But I, like, I also don't fuck around with work. You've like, never seen anybody get fired. I I've seen plenty of people get fired. I just don't. I. There's That's an all drink again. <laughs> That's what you get for not fucking give me an answer. Now we gotta have another drink. So sorry. <laughs> but it, it is difficult too because it's not just somebody getting fired or somebody quitting it's it's got to be like a story you know what i mean i, I was lucky i was lucky enough when i ran the gauntlet that one of the guys that got fired from the place later came back with a gun and robbed the place <gasps> so if it wasn't for that story i wouldn't have had like any fine. crazy fire or fine. stories fine last question i'll ask it in a different way and then we're going to move on because we're three hours in this pod I'm and i know so the, sorry. i know the list no, no you do not apologize <laughs> i know the listeners are absolutely enthralled they're hanging on every word but um how about you, this Steve. how about this instead of a firing and quitting story i would like you to tell me about a manager who is particularly known for being an asshole when he let people go for letting people go or just do you want a manager that's an asshole kind of both. well that's kind of that's kind of one of the bonus questions though steve i'd, I'd save that one buddy i'd say we should 86 ourselves and right. we should move on to the final questions <laughs> i agree show. mike's right mike's right mike Jesus ask Christ. i'm mike. sorry it's okay amy, do you do not amy you have been a treat been i have incredible. loved your stories you've been incredible. you've been great it, Steve and I are a little off our game. <laughs> we are not. No, today. this is B. This is B class, and it's breaking my heart because you've been incredible. You've been incredible. I feel like we haven't brought. I need to be more enough for you. I we haven't like brought it. No, no, no. You, you don't need to do anything different. Do no, no. Steve, Steve and I are just a little off our game today. Mike, I was perfectly on my game, and then Steve threw me I off. You know what I mean? And <laughs> usually it's the other way. Kidding, usually it's kidding. the other way. It's usually it's Mike bringing me down and me powering through. But Fuck anyway, you. Mike. <laughs> Mike, ask. All right, so we have a final question. It's called our cleanup. How's our driving? Is also what we affectionately refer to it as. Mike, can you ask her the final questions here? Yeah. So uh, we got a few less, but this part right here is uh, your you part it. of the show. This is your recommendation. So we want you to plug Health Tender. We want you to plug Herd. We want you to plug any other projects. And then additionally, if there's any recommendations on bars or restaurants that you want people to go check out. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then finally, if you can name one or, or more bartenders that you think would be good on the show. Take over. Just do your thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm involved in a fucking thousand different projects at the same time. So besides the Health Tender I am the president of the Baltimore Bartenders Guild. So if you are a bartender in Baltimore, it doesn't matter where you bartend at, please come check us out. We have a meeting on the first or the second Monday of every month. And that is a space for you to go to. Uh, in addition to that, we have Heard. Heard is a space where people in the hospitality industry can come and talk about mental health, addiction, sobriety, general wear and tear of being in the hospitality industry. We meet every single Monday at seven o'clock Eastern. 
Um, and if you follow literally any of my Instagram social media shit, whether it's Bitter's Queen, Health Tender, Herd, Safe Bars, it'll all tell you what room to go to. It's the same thing. Those are, and those are all on the episode description. So check that out. Thank you. And yes, if uh, you are interested in trying to bring safety, equity, and learn bystander intervention skills for your bar, you can check out Safe Bars. And if you're in Baltimore, here are places that you definitely need to check out. Uh, Bluebird, Dylan's Oyster Cellar, South Hall, of course, Dutch Courage, <laughs> A classic. Royal Tavern, MRT, Dirt Church, Forever and Ever. Anywhere I love, that the, name, I love the name Dirt Church so much. <sighs> I've never a, been there, but I want to go. Just painting the of the Sistine Chapel on the ceiling, and that's why it's so magical. I don't know yeah. how you did not take him here. Well, I, he, I, haven't no, been no, no. There. I haven't been there for eight years. I've oh, been in Kansas okay. for you get, a while. You got to remember, he lived here for a long time, but um, we were still coming up in Baltimore. We were still figuring it all out. The last, the last couple times that he's been in town, Dirt Church perfectly open. We could have gone, but it's just been so quick. Oh yeah, he's yeah. In I'm and trying. Out. Also, I'm coming in to see a bunch of people. You know, there's so many people I know out there, but Tough, I'm definitely going to that. Dirt. I'm going to Dirt Church next time. Definitely. Yeah, that's a big one for him. <laughs> it's so- it's kind of like the body shop. Um, body shop. Body shop's closed forever now. Oh, not in Arkansas. It's not. <laughs> well, body shop <laughs> in body shop in Baltimore. Is I get it on good authority. It's still okay. open. Um, all right. One of the other. So hold on. Give us a few bartenders that got to be on the show. Do you want local people? Do you want? I want whatever you got. Yeah, anybody that you think would just would be good on the show. We'll would, go would wherever. Fun. He's in that, that, He's that in could deal camp. with deal with putting up with Steve and me for three fucking hours. Yeah, the, you, right? you've takes, already it, done a constitution. You've already done longer of a show than maybe like ninety percent of the people. That not that many. Oh, we've oh, had a, we no, run no. we run fucking long. Dude. We've run long, but not this long. You seem to like to chat. <laughs> we do. We uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> So I would definitely recommend if uh, of just poke around a couple different cities, Reno, Nevada, talk to Michael Moberly. Um, if you're in LA, talk to Linda Douglas or Zach Sanders. Check out in Tennessee. Oof. Tennessee is so frustrating. Uh, but if you're looking for dope ass people to talk to in, in Tennessee, Taryn Breen, um, can go for a whole list, but Tennessee is a very like frustrating space. <laughs> Sorry. We need Stop. to have a Tennessee pod. Apparently. Stop <laughs> fucking with people. Stop fucking with people's rights. Um, I'm sure I can give you an entire list. Have you actually talked to Tammy or you only talked to Kate, right? Well, so when, it, when I no, I talked to Tammy, so whenever we whenever I met Tammy, we were still using a different uh, software, which made it very difficult to record remotely with people. Gotcha. Now we're using something called StreamYard. And I actually messaged her tonight and I said, thank you so much for getting us in touch with Amy, because I wanted to make sure it was OK to shout her name out on the oh, episode. Yeah. And uh, I just told her, I said, you know, if you want, you know, if you want to come on or anybody else from Happy Ac- Accidents, yeah, Love please you. come on, because we, we can you. do it, we can do it remotely very easily. So. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to try. Did you get to, so did you get to talk to Kate? I did get to talk to okay. Kate. Kate said she'd do the show, too. 
wonderful so which by the way just a little shout out to happy accidents one of the things that i loved about that spot was they had so many faux cocktails which is so cool because for the designated driver that night they got to try all these really neat cocktails without having to worry about the alcohol content so i really really love that their their banana soda at happy accidents was so fucking delicious it was so good i love everything about that space i love kate kate's my like crush from long distance here just like baltimore loves albuquerque what's that that's beautiful and i love albuquerque it's a beautiful town there's nothing like driving from west texas into albuquerque and you come in at night and those mountains and the lights coming down all the hills it's just it's a town that gets uh um it, it's it's a lost town in some ways. El Paso, Albuquerque, all those ones out there, man. I, yeah. I just, I love that part of the Southwest. But um, all right, before we move on to our final wrap-up questions, I have like a fun question really quick, part of the recommendation station. I would like you to name for me very quickly all of the roller derby nicknames that you know in your head. <laughs> so just go ahead. So I'm done. I'm going to shut up. I'm actually going to turn my mic off. Oh God, where do I start? All right, Give me roller with, derby nicknames. Just within Baltimore, I am Federal Kill. I get called Fed. My derby wife's name is Allie B. Back. My derby <laughs> mistress name is Mistress May I. There's <laughs> Fatal Faux Pas, Fatal Attraction. There is Lady Kaboom. <laughs> Lady Kaboom. <laughs> Penaltina, uh, Tarantina. Uh, Guantanamo. is good, actually. Yeah, there's, there's so many good, good ones. Um, Holly is she Gold really Hardly. into feet or, ro- or, or roller skates? What's that? Tarantina. Anyway, go ahead. She got she got some shit signed by Quentin Tarantino at some good point. For her. Oh, so shit. Good for her. Um, there is. Oh, my gosh. Oh What's my the God. roller? What's the roller derby spot in Baltimore? Is this still happening? Uh, it's there's been sad times that have kind of like fallen on the Baltimore roller derby league, but there's yeah. another league that's come up in the in, in its presence. Like Patuxent roller derby is something that people can check out. Do you know why I asked you about roller derby? Because I played roller derby. No. <laughs> You're so wrong. <laughs> you probably think that. Why did you ask? Yeah. Do you like Jim Croce? Do you like no, the because the- oh, I was going to ask if you knew that fucking song I no. was. <laughs> no, that's not it. That's a great song. Because the only thing that my mother loves more than this podcast and theater and chemistry is roller derby. What? She's a massive roller derby fan. That's right. She loves her some roller and, derby. And she's from Chicago. She's from Valparaiso, Indiana, the Vale okay, of Paradise. Okay, okay. So, they make them thick and oh my god, the corn out fed there. babes like fucking fuck <laughs> us up anytime. Let me Let's tell you about some Chicago names. There's Jackie Daniels. There's Bork Bork Bork. Uh, <laughs> she's I love her so much. Uh, there's so many different bat. Outlaw Jesse James, yes, who has pantsed me so many times. I, I don't cannot, even know what that means. I there's just the names out the I outlaw Jesse James. Oh, I love it. Whatever. I love uh, it. Yeah, there's there's so much roller derby. I love roller derby. You have to understand, I'm a child who grew up with parents from the Midwest who like roller derby is like like very much a part of life. That's 
Oh, uh, man. It's, it seems so foreign. Like I found that in my, while I was doing my master's thesis, which uh, was supposed to be on sports, but because they told me to go fuck off. Cause I looked the way I did. You I were like, cool. You got I'm really going to do it on whatever I want. That's and it was awesome. on tattooing. <laughs> awesome. And I found like a tattoo magazine that had like all of the Baltimore roller derby. That's awesome, in there. man. That's yeah. awesome. Well, let's bring it on home. Um, yeah, Steve, Steve, it's all right. You redeemed yourself. That was a great question. <laughs> that you. was a great question. Thank you. Those were some great names. Bork, Bork, Bork. That, that, bork, I'm bork. sorry. That's fucking hilarious. Somewhere Lisa is smiling. Um, <laughs> I love you, Mom. Um, <laughs> last two questions before we get you out of here. Uh, first off, why do you do this, a.k.a. why do you hate yourself? Because I love other humans that much more. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. That's, that we, never got, we never heard that one before. You know, Steve, Steve and I have struggled whether or not to keep when we when we first did the gauntlet yeah. when we all wrote it all down. That was we didn't even think it twice was a about joke it. for him and I. It was a joke for but him and I. It's that's been a hard question to ask some of the bartenders because you know we've got a lot of people like well I don't hate myself. It's like we, we like that's not the direction that we're going. But it does take it's. People that are in this industry have to be willing to take a certain level of abuse from other people, and it does wear on you. So it does take. You also got to be a little crazy, man. You got to be. You got to be crazy to strap up skates and fucking roll at another girl (laughs) at full fucking speed and deck her ass. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you got to be a little crazy. I'm a little crazy to hit people, and I'm a little crazy to get behind a bar and yeah deal with whatever razzle dazzle comes about (laughs) yes no and what i would actually like i'd like if you could like send me a list of all your friends so i know never to fuck with any (laughs) give me a full list of roller derby girls i I should never offend like I if would I, love if that. I'm, if, I if I'm having a bad day in Baltimore, I don't want to bump into the wrong person. It would be great if she sent sledgeric. us like a map with all the pins on it. This roller derby girl's here. This roller derby girl's there. Don't fuck with this bar. Don't, don't. dare here. Yeah. There. <laughs> I love it. Well, as we close it down, as we always ask, if you owned a bar, what would you call it or what would the theme of the bar be? It would be the junkyard doll. The junkyard. Okay. The junkyard and doll. Doll. Which Interesting. Was my my home team was the junkyard dolls for roller derby. Really? That's yep. a great name. So the junkyard doll. <laughs> a great name. I and love that. <laughs> I love flamingos because I am in Baltimore. So it would be very much neon lights and pink flamingos. People, and- people, I don't know if people know, listen to the show, how much Baltimore is like a flamingo town. Oh my God. Like the it's like fucking- a thing. Plastic from flamingo. The lawn flamingo was born here, and was it really? Yeah. It's a thing, dude. I didn't know that. I, we, I, I remember. Yeah, we have well, Hamden. Hamden in particular always. Yeah. I always that 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 kind of that culture. The hairspray. It wasn't just a stuff. coincidence. Like mm. it was because like the the flamingo, the lawn flamingo. There's no like actual flamingos that are native to here. They're Chilean mm. and they're fucking South African. They're, I, There's also no lawns that are native to here. Very few okay. lawns. <laughs> we have nine by nine apartments against yeah. the water. Okay. Yeah. There are no fucking lawns. So like stick figure flamingos. Y- you stick it wherever place. there's a fucking die. patch of grass, you know? So <laughs> so, to, so to, for your bar, do you have a set like menu list or, or what kind of drinks are you, ser- are you serving? I think they're like 
is a riff on a classic. It's, <laughs> it's just something that looks like a diner menu that is Ooh, just like yeah. top 10 cocktails of whatever is going on. I'm getting very beehive yeah. Hamden vibes. Not in a bad way. Not I'm in a bad saying way like, because it, like. And maybe not uh, Cafe Hun. Yeah, I, I see you so. close. I see you Cafe Hun if it was a s- dirty, sweaty dive. I'm going to totally say no to Cafe Hun vibes because that person that runs that place is a fucking atrocious human being. Uh, <laughs> well, that good. also denies like. Well, then good. I didn't know that. Coming into Hun Fest. Good and- for me that I just made that reference. Thank oh, no, God. You're great. <laughs> there are still Baltimore Beehive. Just Cafe Hun doesn't have to be up. This person tried to trademark the fucking word Hun. Yeah, fuck that. Because I'm going to say it all I want. <laughs> she does. She real dumb. She don't know what to do. <laughs> I love it when we get some Baltimore gossip on here. <laughs> really I have your answer for uh, question number 10. Okay. Let's 86 this bitch. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a threat, Steve. Please backpedal a little bit here. No, no. <laughs> she knows. No. <laughs> hey, hon. Um, okay. Hey, hon. She will never hey, listen hon. to this podcast. You're fired. Totally fine. You're fired. Um, I've got another question. This is an important question for me. Now, I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming there's a jukebox at this location. Oh yeah. What's on the jukebox? I mean, I know you don't have to give me everything, but give me a give me a, a bit of a profile no here. So sick of being tired, and no <laughs> so tired of being sick. Uh, go for <laughs> yes, that we're just gonna have. Steve just like sing everything. No, please. Okay, it was I was all in, and no, now I'm not going. No, I'm no, sorry. Tell them what's really on the jukebox. Fuck, it's just throw it out. Uh, very much rockabilly shit. Uh, mm. You can go for like psycho bitches out of hell for some oh, yeah. very funny kind of shit like that. The cramps. Yeah. Anything that's kind of like just fun, playful, the and cramps. I got you. You should. Uh, era. I'm serious. Uh, when October hits, you should check out the BRP Halloween playlist. Because I got a lot of I got a lot of rockabilly stuff on there, yeah. If there's one thing I can say nice about my co-host before I shut the show down is that he has some of the best taste in music of any person I've ever met in life <laughs> on the face of planet Earth. He I knew just about, can't get enough, man. He, he knew about <laughs> Eagles of Death Metal 10 years before they even knew about themselves. And I fucking love him for it. Um, Amy, Teach me everything. Amy, what a time. <laughs> it's been an absolute blast recording with you and Michael, it's always love looking love, at your face. Love always way. love looking at your face. <laughs> I don't know what I just said. All right, guys. Have a nice evening. Mike, sign him us. And um, as always, fuck off. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> fuck off for sure. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening along and thanks for drinking along. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we release new episodes whenever we can. And as always, a big shout out over to our friends at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast When You Heard, you're listening to right now. Uh, go check them out. They're on Facebook and Spotify and show those guys some love. Yeah, and a big shout out to Amy Ward, that little rascal. So hard to wrangle her, but she was incredible. We had a ton of fun hanging out with her. And thank God for her benevolent spirit that was patient with my drunk ass that was a bottle of wine deep and unprepared. Uh, when she arrived. So thank you so much to Amy. I hope you guys enjoyed her episode. If you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, really all social media, at BRP Drink Along. 
You can listen along anywhere you get your podcast by searching the Bartender Rant Podcast. So that's any of your podcast podcast platforms. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This is the best way you can help us grow the show, reach new listeners, um, and, and just push us up the charts and push us to more people. The more ratings and reviews, the faster we climb up those charts. And plus, Mike and I really need the personal validation. Yeah, that's, fuck the ratings and reviews. That's, that's what we're after here. Make us feel special. Nearly out. And uh, don't forget, if you are a Spotify user, be sure to check out the BRP playlist on our Spotify profile. The link is in the episode description. We just have some fun music on there for you guys to check out some cool playlists, like for the Beach Bar. I'm working on the BRP Saloon right now, which will have acceptable country and Western music on it. Uh, So be sure to check that out. But most importantly, we've got the BRP Industry Night playlist, uh, which are all songs chosen by our incredible guests. So uh, check that out and see what your favorite guests like to listen to. And and some I'll say some of them have really good taste and some (laughs) of them not so much. I was going to say it's actually going to come as a shock. More than a few of them have good taste. Bartenders Mm -hmm. bartenders are uh, got got a good uh, finger on the pulse of some good music. So give that a listen. Uh, Mike, do you want some kick ass show merch? I'd like some more. Oh, of course you do. Check out all of our amazing swag at prodigydtg.com backslash the bartender rant. Or just check uh, the episode description, which is much easier. Yeah, all of those designs courtesy of Campo Design Co. And if you want to be, if you just want to hang out with Mike and me, join us the first Monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour. Have some drinks, meet some fellow barflies, listen to our guest bartender playlist that we just told you about. Super awesome. And you can even tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Because uh, we do. Mostly me. Uh, make sure you follow us on social media for all the links that I will post uh, with as many days lead time as I can. And before we move two, on. Two days is enough. Okay. Well, thanks, Mike. Two days lead time. Uh, before we move on to the next part of the outro, I also... And I'm just going to shoehorn this in here. Maybe Mike and I will write some copy. Guys, don't forget about the suggestion box. If you just want to not even just be involved with the show, but be the fucking show, make content, the suggestion box is a great way to do that. 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T. Pull out your cell phone. Dial the number. Tell us about some crazy shit at work. Tell us about this crazy customer or your boss acting a fool or some health code violation or some fight you saw if you've had a long weekend behind the pipes this is the perfect way to let off some steam leave us a voicemail that is a live google line with a voicemail again that's 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T if you call Mike and I will listen and we'll turn your incredible stories into even more incredible content well that was pretty good for no copy Steve thanks now it's your <laughs> remember yeah, if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp Podcast on Patreon, where you'll get access to our bonus content like the suggestion box, Boilermaker tapes, early releases, special releases, and so much more. That's right, and if you want to be a big tipper, aka one of our bozels, feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we'll list you as one of our show producers and shout out your name or your drink of choice or anything you'd like us to say right here yeah we've done really bad about listing your drinks but we're trying so we've got a few so we're gonna start with uh mike my father big mike and his drink of choice is a seven and seven with a maraschino cherry so (laughs) uh obviously i did not get my taste from him then we got chandler with the brass monkey 
Uh, I have not asked Leah, but Leah Grace, thank you so much for your continued support. We've got Bramden from the Bartenders. Didn't ask him either. We've got Leo, and Leo was the grasshopper. So Leo used to enjoy himself a nice grasshopper. We've got Javier from Vegas. Self ask first drink, and then we got Regina Grace from Florida. So thank you all. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. Uh, you guys are really helping us uh, keep the show going, and we can't tell you uh, how much we we truly appreciate that. And we love you guys, and thank you so much. Mike and I do this because we love the service industry, and we want to bring you great content. But this is not our day jobs. Far from it, frankly. Um, with your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along, drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1 800 662 HELP. That's 1 800 662 4357. Their national helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to their national helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. You killed it. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just like I know. He quit apologizing. You're, it was fine. I had a great time. You're you're fucking great. Like I, I think we had a great show. I just talk. like you keep interrupting her. Let her fucking finish. God damn it. Yeah, let's oh, do it. Hey, I like your beanie. Thanks. I love how that little tickle of hair sneaks out the front of the beanie. That's my favorite. Are you sure part. you're not emo? Right. I'm not emo. I'm alternative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> GDI. We've got another GDI on our hands. Yeah, you Wait, have... what's, G- what's GDI? Goddamn, Goddamn individual. Independent. Oh, okay. <laughs> Independent, yeah. That's what you people used to say when they were like, are you joining a frat? No, man, I'm a GDI. I'm goddamn independent. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what I said when I was an emo kid at Maryland. Dude, my, my, <laughs> listen, it's Mike and Fred Durst. They get it. They'll, the rest will figure itself out. Um. All right. If we could get some of those emo picks for the post too, by the way, that would be really rad. Oh yeah. I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave that fight to you. All right. (laughs) Are we ready? (laughs) It was fucking cute as shit. That's awesome. Yeah. Baltimore loves its street cats. It's uh did you get to ever meet Killer when you were around this this part? Mm -hmm. Killer was like a big orange cat that was like the celebrity of of Hamden, and now they're he has since passed. And mm. now there's like a bunch of different murals dedicated to oh, him nice. throughout, yeah. <laughs> throughout yeah. the city. Yeah. I love Hampton. I actually feel like I've heard of Killer, but I never got to never got the pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>